This podcast is proudly supported by Baseballism, an all-baseball-related apparel and cloning company for baseball people. Check them out at Baseballism.com. It's America's brand. Hello, everyone. This is Roberto Silva, the GM of Austin Bold FC, and you're listening to ANA Sports Show. Welcome to the ANA Sports Podcast, Sports Talk, with your hosts, Anthony Cortez and Alex Ashley. And Kevin! Oh, yeah, and Kevin Rowe. Have you seen my legs, Kevin? They are so horribly white, it's like scary, almost. At least you got the hair to make them look darker. I don't have the hair. Yeah, okay. Oh, I, I got mean, some hair, but it's blonde, so it doesn't help. Yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> it's like having really light eyebrows. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I don't know. It's weird. But anyway. Speaking of people who are really weird, did you guys hear that Nick Cannon just made a diss track on Eminem? No? Yeah. What? He trying to die. What? Yeah, he got a whole bunch of dudes who were like from battle rap. He got like everybody, they all jumped on a track together. They're all dissing Eminem. I guess he was out here talking shit. And because of all the rap battlers who are now on Nick Cannon's show, Wild and Out, they all decided to like jump in on a track and like wow. try to destroy this kid. I think it's crazy that Nick Cannon started a TV show and it's what it is now. That it's act- like it's continued success. I mean, it's not like polarizing like... Popular, it's good, though. but it's good. I don't know. It's, it's if you're it's into that kind of thing. Popular, dude. I love it. Wild yeah. and out. I love Wild and out. I like it even more now that they have all these like better battlers. It's yeah. not just like random dudes. I like how shows like that are promotional efforts for also like actors and shit. You know, right? If they're good enough to do that, you know. Right. I love that he's still doing things after AGT. You know, like True. after he got ousted from that. True. And AGT. now has uh, AGT. What is uh, America's Got Talent? Mm-hmm. Oh. And now has a... Uh, Did he get, like, truly ousted? Is that how that happened? They fired him. Did they really? Yeah, because of something he was saying in one of his stand-ups or something like that. Oh, shit. So... No, like, get out of here. What's your favorite Nick Cannon movie? None of them. None of them? No. Not even Drumline? I don't even like him as an actor. I would only go Drumline just because I was a drummer. I would right? even but say But I that. hated that movie just because it's not anything like the real thing. It. Well, I can't speak to that. I was never in Drumline, so... I, yeah, <laughs> it was... No. <laughs> Yeah, it's I like don't. that's not how you play a drum. That's wrong. <laughs> I was tell him, uh, Kev. The you entire tell time during the movie, I was just cringing, like, urgh, urgh, it's not urgh. how it goes. Damn it's it! Not how you do it? <laughs> do it right. Jesus Christ! I know like it's you, a movie, but shit. Like you know that part where they're all laying down, they have the bass drums, and they're like, and they're hitting on it. Like it doesn't work that way. I can see Kevin sitting there, literally impossible. It's a movie, literally impossible. Anyway, some other impossible things. Is us getting together every week to talk shit, mostly about sports, yeah, and also about movies and about how apparently it's a travesty that I'm not the biggest fan of Disney Plus. Although I yes. will say, I will say that having watched The Mandalorian now, it has added some value to to it. But anyway, I'm not a big Star Wars guy. That's fair. I mean, so not that- everybody can like good good stuff. So <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> It's not, you know, I understand, dude. Not everybody likes good stuff. It's, you know, it's whatever you want. (laughs) Anyway, so thank you guys for joining us. If you're joining us for the first time, as always, uh, welcome to the show. Show. To the show. Welcome to the show. Okay. Uh, We're the three best friends that anybody can have. Three best friends that anyone can have. Kevin, I'm really disappointed you didn't join in. We're doing that again. It's a tripod. Where is three what is that from? Wait, we're just starting out. First of all, the hangover. Don't ask that again. Second of all, I'm, oh, this is why yeah, you weren't here for the last show, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> don't make the mistake. <laughs> By the way, you're not allowed to miss ever again. True. I don't care what True. you have going on. Never. Never. Another baby? It Sorry. was that shitty without me? Sorry about your bad luck. 
This is why they brought me on the show because they can't handle it on their own. I had to talk to him, <laughs> I had to talk to him the whole time. It was I mean it was terrible. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. Anyway. No, your bestie wasn't here to talk to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I didn't have my <laughs> argue buddy. <laughs> I didn't have my argue buddy. But anyway, um so yeah, so in case, you know, you've been eagerly awaiting Eminem's <laughs> diss track, what? Justin's I disown you both. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Jocelyn. Uh, so, in case uh, you guys have been eagerly waiting for the past four hours about... No, actually, you know what? In case you've been fucking awestruck at the fact that Illinois, the Fighting Illini, have more top 25 wins than Alabama did this season. <laughs> we need to be recording this shit. <laughs> we, are. we are. We are. On there. We are. No, we oh, are. shit. I never heard the intro. Yeah, we, <laughs> are. we are. Conversational. Hey. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. They change everything uh-huh. on me. I've got one week and the whole world just... Flipped upside it's down. All keep now. up, man. Keep it's all up. Different Shit. Now. Okay. Uh, Never mind. So anyway, um, so yeah. In case you've been trying to figure out how exactly the fighting align, I have more top twenty-five wins in Alabama. Here's what you missed from sports this week. Starting off, some notable MLB acquisitions. Uh, Tommy Fan has been traded to San Diego from Tampa Bay for Hunter Renfro in a five-player deal. As well, Mike Mustakas now has a four-year deal with Cincinnati. Congratulations, Cincinnati. Because as a Texas fan, I kind of wanted him. Hopefully we can get Rendon, but whatever. Uh, Cole Hamels, again, another former Texas player, signs with a one-year deal with the Atlanta Braves. Drew, last name. Pomerant. <laughs> That's what it is. Has a four-year deal with San Diego. <laughs> and then Steven Strasburg has an incredible deal with a lot of implications to it. But he got a seven-year, $245 million deal with Washington, which is the largest AAV ever. And it's interesting, too, because that has pretty big implications on exactly the contract that... Garrett Cole's going to get. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because he's two years younger, so he could even get a longer contract and for more money, considering... This is the pitcher's version of last year's position battle with... You had a... Manny Harper. Machado setting Harper. it at three hundred million, right. and then Harper, Harper getting three thirty, and then Trout getting his extension that which blew he ever, very, all of them out of the water. He which he deserved. Yes, deserves, he deserved absolutely. He, he needed that. I have a quick question along with most of our listeners. What did, what is AAV? Average annual value. Thank you. Uh, so basically, over the seven years, he's going to be making average salary of thirty five million, which will be the largest of any pitcher in baseball, of any player in baseball. I think. Better get dummy money. I think uh, Trout's was thirty four, something like that. Average annual value. He's worth it though, man. But yeah, that's what we're saying. Like he yeah. he's worth it. Like yeah, he's worth it in any way, shape, or form. Congratulations to. I can to see Cole getting more more than that. Obviously, I know Cole was offered seven years, and I think it was two twenty five from the Yankees. So I think the Yankees now have to up that to about two fifty at least. I think he might even get three hundred. I I think the Yankees are so. Here's the reason not I say no. Desperate, but like because pitchers don't last as long, and when pitchers fair. get these longer contracts toward the end of them, it always seems to be a albatross on the uh, on the payroll. Uh, all a day of price. Fair, yeah, that's true. Who is ass, by the way? Yeah, exactly. So that's why you're not going to see something, anything more than probably that seven-year is probably the target, <laughs> maybe eight at the most, because he's just about thirty. Right. And then uh, he's yeah, twenty-nine, right? Two fifty, two sixty, two seventy. I think is where you're going to see Cole go now. Fair enough. Fair enough. We'll see. It'll be interesting nonetheless. No, no, no. The Cowboys tried to try to make their season better. They let go of Brett Maher. Hashtag fucking scapegoat. 
I am so pissed about this. They should never have gotten rid of Dan Bailey. He yeah. wanted out, I'm telling you. Oh. I think he wanted out, too. I, I, I remember hearing something about I, him. Tony, he wanted out. wanting to dip. <laughs> Doesn't matter how bad you want to keep a guy. Because, I mean, think if about it. he wants out, he's going to get would out. Would you want to chill there, too? I mean, there's all these expectations. People are constantly criticizing you. The whole management system is completely fucked. Like, people like structure. People like things that are in order and working, and I don't think it's working over And there. Minnesota's much better. You got your star wide receiver saying he wants out over there. <laughs> Who's got a winning record? Cowboys did. What What was that last word? Did. did. So, moving at the, at the <laughs> so no, 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 no. on. At the time that they <laughs> let him go, he they had a winning record. That was after the 2000, was that, 16 season? Fair enough. Well, okay, but I mean, you you can look at all different kinds of you know Kawhi Leonard wanting out, even though they had just won the championship. Like it's all, I think you can look at people not wanting to be there. You can't blame them, but I don't know. Whatever. They signed uh, is that Kai? Yeah, Kai Forbath. He recently just kicked with the, uh, I, I believe it was the Pats, right? That I saw? Yeah, he pit, he what kicked a for great one. Last name. <laughs> what a great last name. He kicked for one game for Forbath. the the Forbath. Patriots this year. I still think that the kicker for Atlanta has the best last name. Hey, you're going to have to explain this next Young one ho. to me. <laughs> what? Young Ho. Young Ho is the name of the kicker for Atlanta right now. Oh. Okay. He's just some Young Ho. <laughs> Again, our co-host is 12. Rise up, dirty birds. <clears throat> Russia. Uh, so explain this. Why has Russia been banned from competing at all major sporting events for the next four years? Because they keep fucking doping their players. Is that the real reason? Yeah, that's the reason. They yeah. keep... Getting caught in these doping scandals, they keep getting tested, they keep getting busted. Like that happened not too long ago. Also, they're having troubles. I think in the last Olympics, but they've been banned from some pretty major tournaments. I know the Tokyo Olympics, um, and then there's one other one. I can't remember it off the top of my head who they. But Qatar what, World Cup. That's right, the Qatar World Cup. But yeah, they cannot have anybody flying their flag. They can't have the name. Nothing Russian can happen there. Um, I think what can happen and has happened before is that players who were not caught doping can go compete for potentially other countries or compete as independent. So they very well still may have Russian athletes competing, but they are not competing under the Russian flag. They're not winning for Russia. They're winning for themselves, essentially. Okay. So, I, again, I don't know if that'll even happen, but, you know. Uh, I thought I saw something like that at the Winter Olympics. <laughs> yeah, you remember? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, they could have athletes still, but they're going to be under some pretty strict guidelines. and. They're going to be under the Olympic flag, not under the Russian flag. Correct, yeah. Gotcha. As, yeah. Uh, like, independent athletes. Right. Okay. Because I think there are even some countries that have guys who will go play under independent flag because... Their country doesn't compete, didn't have enough money, didn't have X, Y, and Z, but like they did or they're good enough. They can be there? Correct. Or they have the means to get there? Exactly. Gotcha. So, okay. so Jonathan asks, how do y'all feel about Pats being uh, investigated for recording for so-called documentary? What? 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 Oh, you didn't hear about that? No, I didn't. What? Please so, enlighten me because I yeah. haven't heard it either. Oh, shit. Okay, so good, good question, Jocelyn. Way to bring that up. So the Patriots have been accused of cheating... <laughs> Yet again. Again, yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> for, you know, oh, the first time? No. So they've been uh, accused of cheating. This is at least the third that I know of. Uh, yeah, at least that I, I'm aware of. So basically, when they played against the Cleveland Browns, they had uh, uh, somebody from the Patriots organization, a film crew guy, in the press box recording the entire time. It's for something called, oh, excuse me, Do Your Job, I guess is what it's called. <laughs> excuse me. But uh, the, the, whatever they're recording, it's called Do Your Job. And I guess it's some kind of documentary about the Patriots over this year. Okay. <laughs> so... 
I guess they got it approved with the Cleveland Brown organization, but they didn't tell the Bengals. So there's the Bengals are now questioning what they're actually doing with that film if they're not watching the Bengals play callers and you know kind of stealing signs. Because they uh, need to cheat against the Bengals, right? Yeah. <laughs> but here's the problem, though: you they have lost the benefit of the doubt in this situation. Oh, absolutely. So uh, at some level, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, maybe. Maybe they are. Not that they have to. You had but Spygate, Gate. You had Deflate Gate. Right. Maybe they why are. not DocuGate? Right. Maybe they are. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now I'm not saying that they are. I'm not saying that they aren't. But like, you've you kind of lost credibility a little, at least in the cheating scandal aspect. You know. So, so my question, thoughts about Justin. it, figures. Yeah, I'm not super <laughs> surprised, but whatever. I yeah. have to look at it more. I okay. Yeah. Going back to highlights, Lamelo Ball out for four weeks with a foot injury. Poor guy. Who fucking cares? That's a pretty big one for the NBA right now because he's looking at being maybe number one, number two draft pick next year. But he's, in, no, <laughs> in my opinion, just. True, in yours, but in most draft analysis, you know what I'm saying? It's like everybody following these peep, pipsqueak leagues. I'm watching with you, dude. The uh, family's annoying. I'm with you. Well, yeah, yeah the family's annoying, but then watching the dad all the fucking kids, like uh, watching uh, LeBron. Bronny. Oh, Bronny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I follow him on Instagram. What is it? Zaire Wade or whatever his name oh, is. Oh, yeah. Boy. Little Wade. Little Wade. It's like, why are we. I think somebody on the Wizards even tweeted something about that. It's like, man, they're getting more national television games than we are. <laughs> but that's kind of how people operate. I mean, if they're more interesting than that, like that's professional football, wrong. is it though? If the teams aren't that interesting, then people are going to go watch what's interesting. Literally, a great example, the Warriors, they're getting games taken off of TV now. They're literally being are taken really? off of national television. Yeah, I know there are at least two games in December that they've been taken off the roster. I can understand taking them off for another professional team. But these are kids, man. Let them play. Take the pressure off of them. Let them have their fun. I think This goes back to the whole thing we were talking about is in... in Overworking the kids and and all this stuff. Don't be doing this to them. I mean, then it's gonna promote other kids to do it. I mean, I think that they'd be able to be like, no, dad. I would imagine the dads. I think LeBron and uh, D Wade are gonna be able to control what's happening to their son. Yeah, I mean, you would hope they have enough influence in the world as it is. You know what I'm saying? Either way, I don't like it, but that's just me. Lane, Lane Kiffin got a job. Lane so Kiffin is about to get a job. He's about to get a job. <coughs> a few guys got jobs this weekend. Uh, True, though. Lane Kiffin is going to be the new head coach at Ole Miss, so congrats to him. That's going to be interesting. I mean, Finally yeah. leaving. Uh, he was under uh, Alabama, right? Yeah. No, no he's he was at FAU. FAU. He was at FAU this year? Yeah. Okay. FAU. Yeah. I know he, just, he was uh, off the OC for a... He just won two conference USA championships. Yes, he did. <coughs> Good for him. It's just interesting because again the SEC I think is trying to reload kind of what's going on so because there you could the arc- SEC is a monster yeah no for sure no question I mean it's there's a it's whole almost unfair another yeah discussion there it's almost unfair but. speaking of monsters yeah so DeSoto um, their high school girls basketball team which by the way for those of you who don't know DeSoto is a high school in uh, the DFW area. Um, they're now ranked number one in the nation. 
their girls' basketball team is ranked number one in the nation. That's crazy, dude. That's insane. That's and they've had a whole lot of injuries, too. Yeah. So they're playing that well, but it, their roster is so deep that apparently it really doesn't matter. That's crazy. That's awesome. And they're playing in a in an area that, like, is all the sports are that much above everybody else. So The former... Or the the former Golden State Warriors of high school basketball. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. I don't know. Speaking of the SEC, though. It's bowl season. It is bowl season. Let's go bowling, boys. Let's go bowling. Let's talk some bowls. Just remember, cradle the bowls. Well, do you, wanna, the bowls. you want to go over championship week before we get into the bowl? Yeah, we can definitely do that. Yeah. Okay, let me do this first. Uh, so our podcast has been invited to join a uh, a group of podcasts. Um, I'm very excited to be a part of it. Uh, and we have been uh, kind of doing a, a shout-out tree, if, if that's what you want to call it. So we have been nominated to shout-out a, a really great um, a really, pre- really great podcast here. Oh, my goodness. Are they great? They are pretty great. Yeah? They are pretty great. Let like how go. great? They're they're pretty great. Yeah. They're pretty great. Right. So Two Smart Dummies was actually one that went ahead and shouted us out. Let me go ahead and find their ad for them real quick. Um, one second. Here, you start going over uh, the deal. i got to go find their, their Who's playing championship I weekend? I want to make sure all of Well, it. this past weekend was championship weekend for college uh, football. So on Friday, we had Utah f- uh, facing Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game, and Oregon won that game 37 to 15 in a big upset when everybody thought Utah was going to be in the champ in the college football playoffs. Yeah. You had Oklahoma going and p- playing Baylor in the Dr. Pepper Big 12 championship and winning that game 30 to 23 what a in game, overtime. Man. That was what? a very good game. In the Sun Belt Championship game, you had Appalachian State beating Louisiana 45 to 38. Uh, the American Athletic Conference Championship game had Memphis taking on Cincinnati. Memphis won 29-24. That was a pretty good game, too, if you didn't get to watch that. Yeah, nope. I actually saw part of that one. Yeah, yeah. that was, that that was, was a, a good game. Great Back and contest. forth all day. Yeah, came down to the wire. In a blowout in the SEC Championship game, which a lot of people I thought would probably have been a little bit closer, you had LSU beating Georgia 37-10. to the Mountain West Championship game had Boise State beating the Hawaii 31 to 10. ACC Championship had your Clemson Tigers destroying Virginia 62 to 17. And then another big matchup that everybody hoped a lot from was the Big 12 Championship game. You had Ohio State beating Wisconsin 34 to 21. Big 10. Sorry, what did I say? I'm- I thought I heard Big 12, but Big 10. Yeah, Big 10 championship. Sorry. <coughs> yeah, that game was kind of disappointing, yeah. low-key. Like, it was good for the first half, and then everything else after that was just kind of like, whatever. So those were your... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just... Uh, it was so disappointing. I, I was expecting so much more out of that game. Why? I felt like Wisconsin was hitting a roll, and I feel like Wisconsin is one of those teams that you can never really count out. I mean, they have a running back that was in the talks for the Heisman for a majority of the year. Their defense is unbelievably good. Like, they're a good football team, and they can take you down very easily if you are not prepared. So and what I, do you think happened? I think Ohio State just came in better prepared. I think that they – I think they got out to a fast start – and Wisconsin just couldn't keep up. Because Wisconsin's not exactly a fast football team. Ohio State is arguably the fastest football team in the Big Ten. Um, I think Ohio State just kind of blew past anything that Wisconsin could do, essentially. Okay. 
So those were the championships games with ranked opponents. There were a couple more bigger ones. You had a marathon MAC championship game. You had uh, Miami from Ohio beating Central Michigan 26-21. Go Red Hawks. You had Conference USA championship, FAU defeating UAB 49-6. Runners weren't in it or anywhere close (laughs) to it. Go Runners. Yeah, I know. Go home, Runners. Hey. (laughs) That's where they were watching the game from, Big Dog? Yeah. I mean, my team wasn't doing them any better. They were looking for a new head coach. Correction, sir. And we found him. Yay. (laughs) Now you're going to go 4-8. Hey. (laughs) Watch your mouth. Give me a mirror. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Anyways. So those were your big championship scores from the weekend. Right on. All right, so I found the information. We are shouting out... Two smart dummies. So they record every Tuesday is when they release. They're an all-NBA podcast discussing current as well as historical NBA stuff. Uh, they do have their own website, number 2 just the number two, smartwork.com, smartnetwork.com. Uh, if you're looking for better in-depth analysis on the NBA, if we're too busy covering all things foosball for the time being, please feel free to go check them out, support those who support us. Uh, I've had actually the opportunity to take a listen to a couple of the podcasts. It's really good stuff. They actually have a lot of great ideas and uh, kind of the way that they they look at the the NBA is a little bit different than I had before I kind of started listening to them. Tell um, me it's great one more time and I'll believe you. It's pretty great. Okay. It's pretty great. Okay. There you go. I trust you. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> look at the balls. Let's look at the balls. Moving right. on to the bowl schedule. Uh, so let's start out. Uh, we're going to kind of run through them all. We're going to say who's playing in which bowls. The bigger ones with ranked opponents, we're actually going to give a little bit of a, a dive into and a prediction briefly on the, any of them. Otherwise, this episode might take five hours. 19 years. <laughs> Especially with you two. So starting out first off, we have the Maker. Uh, on Friday, December 20th, you have the Makers Wanted Bahamas Bowl. Uh, you have seven and five Buffalo taking on seven and five Charlotte. Buffalo. Sure, Buffalo. this isn't ranked. I wasn't picking, but okay. Yeah, well, go pick it. Do Buffalo. you know anything about it? Okay, Charlotte's no, good. I, don't, I think it might be their first bowl game, but go Buffs. If we're picking Buffalo, what did I say? Buffalo. Buffalo. Cool. Yeah. Whatever. Doesn't matter. That same day, you have the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. <laughs> yeah. What I a know. name. <laughs> you have seven and five Utah State and and six and six Kent State. Playing in that game, Utah State. Real quick, I just want to write these down. What's the best bowl name out there that is not the major bowl games? That's, that's a good one right there. The Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Tropical Bowl. Smoothie. That's not a bad one, dude. <laughs> Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl. Okay. I feel like there's like three different sponsors in that name. I think it's Tropical Smoothie Cafe, and the bowl is Frisco. So I think that other one's a sponsor. It's all oh. one bowl. It's one bowl. That's all one bowl. That's one bowl. <laughs> That's hilarious. Most people have two. <laughs> <laughs> On Saturday, December 21st, you have the New Mexico Bowl. Central Michigan at 8-5, and five, taking on San Diego State at 9-3. and three. No, that's not that good. Michigan State. Michigan State. No, I mean, the, bo- the name is not that great. Sorry. It's Central Michigan, not C- Michigan State. Oh, it's Central Michigan. The Chippewas. What was it? Okay. Who are the teams? Central Michigan or San Diego State. Oh. Oh, no, San Diego State. San Diego yeah, I'm State. taking San Diego yeah. State. All right. In the FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl is... No, not that great. 7-5 <laughs> Liberty versus 7-5 Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern. Yep. I'll, I'll go Georgia Southern, yeah. 
Uh, the Cherry Bundy Boca Raton Bowl. Oh yeah. <laughs> Has uh, the ten and two SMU Mustangs tasting taking on the ten and three FAU, and I have no idea what they're SMU. Yeah, SMU. SMU. Yes. SMU. You want to write that down? What the? Uh, I can't even. Yeah, I said Cherry Bundy. Why not? Yeah. All right. Then you had the Camellia Bowl. Is uh, Florida International at six and six taking on Arkansas State at seven and five? I'll go Arkansas. Arkansas State, I think. In our first matchup with a ranked opponent, you have the Mitsubishi Motors Las Vegas Bowl. You have nineteenth ranked Boise State taking on Washington. Boise State's twelve and one. Washington's seven and five. Ooh, I want to say Washington. I'll say Washington. I'm gonna go Boise State. I think I'm going Boise State as well. Though Washington is favored in the game. Uh, the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl has the number twenty ranked Appalachian State uh, coming in at twelve and one, taking on UAB at nine and four. UAB, UAB. Appalachian State. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm not even really listening to. The no, go ahead and take UAB. I'm, I I want UAB to win because they were, they didn't have a program for a few years. They came back strong. Go UAB. I think Appalachian State's going to take that. They probably will, but I want UAB. To They're win. heavily favored too. Yeah. On Monday, December 23rd, you have the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Oh, yeah, oh, we're right God, Write that down. <laughs> write that down now. Bad Boy Mowers. Bad Boy Mowers? Gasparilla Bowl. Bad Boy Mowers? Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> I used to go Mowers? Oh. There's oh, just going to be like a whole bunch of dads in there. <laughs> like a, a whole bunch of like What's dads the and like the What's white. What's the rest of it? Gasparilla Bowl. Gasparilla Bowl. There's going to be so many like finger guns and wings <laughs> at that bowl. It's going to be insane. Especially since you got somebody from Florida. Yeah. It's the UCF <laughs> Golden Knights taking on the Marshall. Golden Knights are walking in with a 9-3 record. Marshall's coming in with 8-4. and four. You, you, UCF. Yeah, I'm going UCF. UCF. Golden Knights. Yeah, absolutely. Tuesday, December 24th, uh, Christmas Eve, you have the SoFi Hawaii Bowl. No. Hawaii at 9-5 and five is taking BYU at 7-5. and five. I'll take Hawaii. Hawaii. I'm taking BYU. Well, you're wrong, Kev. Burn. <laughs> Got him. Got him. I think they come from a better conference. I think they are you a better Hawaii team. Play? No. They've been wrecking shop. And I still think you're They've wrong. They've been wrecking shop on Pac-12 the teams. Mac? Pac-12. Okay. At the beginning of the year, they Pac-12 plays Hawaii a lot because they're in the kind of the same area. It's kind well, of a duh. fun game, but yeah. So they've been and they did some work. Like they're a good football team. Next bowl. Okay, Tuesday, December 26th, the day after Christmas, you have the Walk-Ons Independence Bowl. You have Louisiana Tech coming in 9-3, facing Miami at 6-6. Louisiana Tech. Louisiana Tech. Miami. The Miami University? Miami. The U. The U. The U. The U. No, I'll still take Turnover chain. I'll still take Louisiana Tech. Okay. Then you have the Quick Lane Bowl. You have Pittsburgh at seven and five, taking Eastern Michigan at six and six. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. On Friday, December twenty seventh, you have the Military Bowl presented by North Northrop Grumman. Hey, thanks to those that's that have served and will serve. Thank you. It'll never be enough, but thank you. On a serious note, you have the six and six North Carolina Tar Heels taking on the eight and four Temple. North Carolina Temple, Carolina. Let's go, Mac. Temple's Let's go Mac Brown. They've been team. fighting all year. I think North Carolina. 
The New Era Pinstripe Bowl is played that same day. You have Michigan State taking on Wake Forest. Michigan State comes in six and six. Wake Forest eight and four. Wake Forest is that Michigan being played in Yankee Stadium? Yes, it is. Yes, that's where the Pinstripe Bowl is. Yeah. I'm going Michigan yeah. State. So. Yeah, yeah. I'm going Michigan State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're both gonna uh, another ranked opponent. You have the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, held in Reliance Stadium in Houston. Oklahoma State and A uh, and M. That's right. Oklahoma State, ranked number 25 in the nation, is 8 and 4. Texas A&M, 7 5. I'll go A&M. I don't like it, but I'll go A&M. I'm going Oklahoma State, I think. I think I'll go Oklahoma State as well. I'll take the upset I don't like on either that. One, but I'll take the upset on that cuz A&M's favored. Uh-huh. <coughs> you also have I would the pick literally anybody. <laughs> I would pick literally anybody over A&M. You would take Buffalo over A&M? I would take I don't know. What's the crappiest high school in this City? I'm not going to know. As far as like the worst football team in the city. Probably Edison. All right. I'm going to pick Edison over Texas A&M. I'm oh, sorry. My, my mom may hate you for that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she went to Edison. I love San Antonio. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just say you're alma mater. It's okay. Burn. Hey, we've been uh, making the playoffs. Hey, Marshall was terrible. So they've been terrible ever since I was there. O'Connor is not terrible. <laughs> you ain't got to lie. We're not. <laughs> Yeah, y'all aren't. Anyway, moving forward, you have the San Diego County Credit Union Holiday Bowl. And this is another ranked opponent. You got 22 USC coming in at 8 and 4 and number 16 Iowa coming in at 9 and 3. Iowa. Iowa. I think I'll take the upset of USC. Iowa. In the Cheez-It Bowl, you have Air Force coming in at 10 and 2 facing Washington State at 6 and 6. Washington State. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think I was going that way too. Air Force is actually favored to win by two and a half. On Saturday, December 28th, you have the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic featuring number 17 Memphis at coming in at 12 and 1 against number 10 Penn State at 10 and 2. Penn State. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, they're playing who? Sorry? Memphis. Memphis. Me- yeah, Penn State. Yeah, I take Penn State as well. Uh, you have the Camping World Bowl after that. Uh, you have number fifteen Notre Dame taking on Iowa State. Notre Dame comes in at ten and two. Iowa State at seven and five. Notre Dame. Yeah, gotta go Irish, man. Yeah, go Irish. In a big one in a college football playoff semifinal, you have number four Oklahoma taking number one LSU. Oklahoma comes in at twelve and one. LSU at thirteen and zero. LSU is going to embarrass them. Well. I feel the same way. It's got to yeah. be LSU. I think the game will actually end up being a lot more interesting than some people think. I don't. I don't want. I won't say embarrassed, but LSU will win the. I think LSU will. Win I the game. even think that Oklahoma has a little bit of a better chance than some people give them credit for. Because you got to think, a lot of it's also about leadership. Oklahoma's- Who do you have at the helm? And their quarterback right now has been to four college football playoffs. He has two. National championship titles? One of which he didn't even finish the game. Okay, so he has two national football titles. He played a majority of the games that season, got him to the point where they could do that, and then Tua Tungabailoa, arguably the greatest Alabama player, at least quarterback, started, right? Yeah. Name a better one. Yeah. Uh, Joe Burrow right now? Alabama. Alabama. The uh, What was his name? He's a backup in Houston oh, right now. In- <laughs> Run that sentence back again. 
He's a what? He was a backup. He not was. Okay. So, moving on. <laughs> hey, some of the best starting quarterbacks in college suck in the pros. The pros. Absolutely. Tim and I think Tebow. Yeah, true. Well, he <laughs> even started, and he had a great career. He Vince won Young. playoffs games. Yeah, but that was he got blackballed by Jeff Fisher. No, seriously, That's what's the problem. guy? What's that the was ba- a mental illness problem. That wasn't talent wise. Who's the backup in Houston? I, just, uh, I don't know. He was the he was a starter. He won a national championship. He must be great. God, what was his name? It's bothering me now. Go. Okay, moving on. I think that Alabama has a much better shot to win. Or excuse me, not Alabama. I think Oklahoma has a much better shot to win this game than I think a lot of people think. think They don't have a good defense. They're not going to stop LSU. Alabama doesn't, or LSU doesn't have a great defense either. They have better one than Oklahoma. Uh, They just held Georgia to how many points? Ten. Georgia also doesn't have a great offense. And Texas scored how many on them? And they were all healthy at that point? So are you taking Oklahoma? I'm going to take Oklahoma in an upset. I think it's going to be 48-45. to 45. No. Yeah, 48-45. Okay. A.J. McCarron. That's bothering me. A.J. McCarron. Yeah. I don't even think he was the greatest Alabama quarterback. I think he's just a Alabama quarterback. I think all the Alabama quarterbacks are just a Alabama quarterback. Because yeah. it's really usually won by their defense. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Or at least it had been. Fair enough. Anyway. LSU. Yeah, LSU. Uh, the other semifinal playoff, you have the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl. You have number three Clemson taking on number two Ohio State. Both teams are coming in undefeated, 13-0. and That'll be a great game, but Ohio State wins it. Ohio State. I say Clemson. I think Clemson's getting the upset. Actually, Clemson's favored, but I think they're going to beat the number two team. I don't think that Clemson has faced a good enough defense yet. Yeah, that defense. Too. That I don't think that that offensive line is going to be able to keep up. And I think the biggest thing is that they lost a lot of NFL-level players on the defensive side of the ball, and I think that they'll be able to take advantage of that. I think that Chase Young is far and away. Chase Young and the whole Oklahoma or Oklahoma Ohio State defense is far and away better than any defense they have had to face this year, and I do not think they'll be able to keep up. I think Trevor Lawrence will find a way. I don't trust him yet. I need one more season. And They're can, good. Because if you look at the beginning of the year, he was not good. Uh, no, but he kind of turned it around toward the second half. Of the I'm year. with you, Gavin. Look that's who he's playing, though. I know, but still. like You can't fault him for his shitty conference. No, and you can't. But what I can say is that you are not that prepared for something else. And on the same token, Ohio State really hasn't played too many good opponents either. I mean, what, Michigan? Yeah, Wisconsin. Obviously, Wisconsin. Eh. Like, they have good teams in the Big 12. The Big 12 is arguably... Big 10. Big 10, sorry. Big 10 is a much better conference than the ACC from top to bottom. And I'm not debating that, but as if you're comparing schedule to schedule, yeah, Ohio State's is a little bit tougher. It's I don't think it's more than as a little much. bit. I think it's got to be more than a little bit. Because like. the base team is... Okay, you have one guy in the ACC that could come over and compete in the Big 10. That's it. You have how many number of teams in the Big 10... That could go and run the table yeah. in the ACC. Even mid-level tier, like mid-level teams in the Big Ten, could probably go to the ACC and actually challenge. Like the next best ACC team is Virginia Tech, and they lost by like 50 points. That's a huge drop-off. I think they've been playing better competition all year long. I think that they'll end up winning that game. I'm with you, Kev. I think it'll be a really good game, but I think I'll, I agree with that. Ohio State's gonna just it's 
Better defense, man. Yeah, I, I think Clemson actually has a little bit better defense. And I'm just looking at some stats here. The points per game, Ohio State has scored two more points per game than Clemson. but Against better defenses. The points allowed per game, uh, Clemson is allowing two less points per game. <laughs> Look at who they're playing I against. know, I know. Chick-fil-A's flag football team. Yeah. <laughs> it, the it, teams are better be, than that, man. It's going to be comparatively a, so. No. It's going to be a fight and I it's going to be a close game. I'm and there's a sweet revenge that Ohio State wants to take out on Clemson after getting blanked 31 to zip not too long ago in the playoffs. Remind me I have something to show you on this later. Anyway, yeah. let's move forward. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Monday, December 30th, you have the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. Western Kentucky coming in at 8 and 4, taking on Western Michigan at 7 and 5. Who's the first team? Western Kentucky. Taking on who? Kentucky. Sorry? Western Michigan. Oh, gotcha. That's what was confusing me. I'll go Kentucky. Yeah, I'm going Kentucky. Kentucky. Then you have the Franklin American Morgan's Music City Bowl. That's a good one. That's a lot of words. It's a lot of words, but it's not very, like, eh. I still think Bad Daddy Mower. <laughs> yeah, right? that's that was rad. A, yeah. That's my. That's our winner right there. If half the parking lot isn't riding lawnmowers, like, I'm going <laughs> to be so <laughs> just. What's, the what's point? even the point? What's exactly. the point of the bull? <laughs> that's what like, I'm saying. What's the point of the bull? They need to bring out the teams on mower. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> there, well, you will never Running see the a fly better behind cut them. field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the Music City Bowl has Miss, uh, Mississippi State coming in at six and six, taking on Louisville at seven and five. Louisville, Mississippi State, Mississippi State. Uh, you have the Red Box Bowl with Cal coming in at seven and five, taking on Illinois at six and six. The Illinois fighting the line eye. I'm going Illinois. I'm going Cal. Do you remember that whole thing where Illinois has more top twenty-five wins than Alabama I does? I don't care. I just like the name. Cal started off super hot. They got four of their first wins yeah, in the first four The Illini weeks. may have more wins versus 25 teams, but what is that, like two? More than Alabama. <laughs> still. It's more than Alabama. <laughs> I still take Cal. Next ball. Oh, you said yours. I didn't hear you. Oh, anyway. yeah, Illinois. Okay. Then you have the Capital One Orange Bowl. This one has two ranked opponents. You have number nine, Florida, coming in at 10-2, taking on 24, Virginia, at 9-4. and four. Oh, Florida. Florida. No Florida question. buying a blowout. Yeah. yeah, no question. New Year's Eve, Tuesday, December 31st, you have the Belk Bowl featuring... Belk or Bulk? Belk, B-E-L-K. Gotcha. Featuring Virginia Tech coming in at 7-4 and Kentucky coming in at 7-5. Neither? Can neither <laughs> win? <laughs> Is that a possibility? Uh, it's, I, I think, think it'll be tight. It's going to be Virginia Tech. I don't think they figured that one out yet, man. <laughs> I think I think this is this will be the game. This will be the game where they figure it out. <laughs> They'll figure out a way to both just lose. Just go home. Just both both lost. You know. Who are the teams against? Sorry, Virginia Tech and Kentucky. Virginia Tech. I uh, neither got it. I don't okay, know Virginia what it is Tech about for this me. Game. I just care so <laughs> little about it. You've said other games with teams I didn't even know existed until That's today, and I played. care more. <laughs> That's why it's played at 11 o'clock in the morning on New Year's <laughs> Eve. <laughs> it's like 9.45. <laughs> then you have the, I like this name, Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. Oh, hell yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Way to go, Kellogg's. Love Kellogg's. 
Like, why not kill logs? No, it has to be Tony the Tiger. That's why I'm like, look, that's gonna be. Why can't he be the fucking Tiger, right? Tony the Tiger Sunbolt. Tony the Tiger Sunbolt. That's true, Jocelyn. On New Year's Eve, anything is possible. This one features Florida State coming in at six and six against Arizona State at seven and five. Arizona State. Arizona State. I say Florida State in the upset. Coaching. Yep. Yeah, maybe we'll see. They then have you a have lack the. Thereof. <laughs> <laughs> have they, they? I guess they went to the interim coach for the time being. Florida State. I don't know. Go arm. Then you have the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. You have number twenty three Navy taking on Kansas State. Navy has a nine two record. Kansas State has eight and four. Ooh, go Navy. I say Navy. Navy's been playing pretty good. They have, but Kansas State's also really tough, and they Shout travel out. really, really they well. They play a better record. Uh, they play better teams too. Shout out to Jason Minix. Go Navy. Right? Yeah. Yeah, he was Navy. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna just to spite both of you, go K State. Big Twelve. Okay. Big Twelve. Why the hell not? Okay. Uh, then you have the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. You have Wyoming coming in at seven to five, taking on Georgia State at seven to five. I feel like if the bowl has a state's name in it, you should at least have a representative from that state. Right? Valero, Texas Alamo Bowl, and we do. Well, we'll but get, like that one's next. We'll get to that one. You know, I don't know. I don't what, give a fuck. What were the teams Who, against? Sorry, doesn't matter. Wyoming versus Georgia State. Wyoming. Georgia State. Wyoming. Doesn't matter. Both teams are going to yep. going to get paid. Doesn't matter. Going to the Valero Alamo Bowl. Yeah. Which is all near and dear to all of our hearts. Not because of who's in it, but because it's in San Antonio. You have number 11 Utah coming in at 11 and 2. Shut up! Dude, this is going to be a good game, dude. Taking on Texas at 7 and 5. It's going to be Taking a good Utah. Game. Dude. Fighting Utes. Utes just got the ass whipped. Nah, not whooped. By the dog, yes, they did. Did you watch the game? I did watch the game. Yeah, they got whooped. Both sides of the ball the entire time. I'm dude, going Texas. Dude, Texas is going to lose by like 30. <laughs> I'm going with the upset. <laughs> Go Horns. Actually, you're going with the upset. Utes are favored. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm going with the upset. Go oh, horns. I thought man. you were making fun of me. Okay. Whatever. I was. I was doing both as a, as a okay, two. Okay, fuck you. I don't know, man. It's going to be a really good game, though. But I don't think it's going to be that great. I think the Utes win and... And I think they cover the spread. Easy. I think Herman can pull some magic. I think that the University of He hasn't of shown it. <laughs> I'm just saying. Go Horns. He hasn't shown it. Go Horns. Nap, Kev. <laughs> no loyalty, Kev. Jesus. I have never been loyal to the University of Texas. And I'll that's your first mistake. I'll <laughs> say Texas. Thank you. I'll say I appreciate Texas. you. Yeah, man. Go Texas. I love the state of Texas, but the college, no, I don't care. <laughs> New Year's Bowls. Uh, New Year's Bowls. It's not the New Year's Six anymore. You only got four in this one, but we'll start out with the Outback Bowl. You have number 18, Minnesota, taking on number 12, Auburn. Minnesota. Minnesota has a 12-2 record. Auburn has a 9-3 record. Auburn. Minnesota. I say Auburn. More damn eagle. Yeah. SEC. Mm-hmm. The VRBO Citrus Bowl features number 14, Michigan, and 9-3 against number 13, Alabama, at 10-3. Or 10-2. Alabama. Alabama. Are you taking Harbaugh? He doesn't I'm really his, thinking about it because they don't have Tua. He doesn't have his quarterback, and but Saban is Saban. Man. Yeah. Well, Saban is Saban and still lost. I'm going Michigan. Okay. You have the Rose Bowl game presented by Northwestern Mutual. 
It's number six Oregon coming in at eleven and two, taking on number eight Wisconsin at ten and three. Wisconsin, Ducks. <sighs> this one's gonna be a good game. That is that's, gonna be a, gonna be a really it's good game. It's gonna be a fantastic yeah. styles. Yeah. Uh, I go Wisconsin. Seemingly very similar too. Both great run games. One's got a better quarterback. Like it's gonna be a great game. Yeah, I- I'll take Wisconsin on it. Then you have the All-State Sugar Bowl. You have number five, Georgia, coming in 11-2, facing number seven, Baylor, both at, again at 11-2. and two, Excuse me. Baylor. Baylor. Georgia. Baylor. Yeah, I got Baylor on this one. Okay. Baylor should have won the Big 12. <laughs> they, yeah, well, we, they lost to the one team twice. Yeah. Uh, you're not supposed to win. If you lose twice, that's, that's, uh, that seems to be a pattern. Baylor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's Georgia. <laughs> so <laughs> Thursday, January second, Jocelyn. There are so many bowls. There are so many. There are of so them. many bowls. I'm sorry. There are so many of them. I think this is a typo. I think it's supposed to be Ticketmaster Birmingham Bowl. It says tickets martyr on here, but I think it's Ticketmaster. No matter. Uh, Birmingham Bowl. It's a ticket martyr. <laughs> You have Boston College coming at six and six, taking on number twenty-one Cincinnati at ten and three. Oh, Cincinnati! Cincinnati! Yeah. Cincinnati! Then you have the Tech Slater Gator Bowl. You have Indiana coming in at eight and four, and then Tennessee at seven and five. Not getting either. I guess Tennessee. Say the names one more time. Sorry. Indiana and Tennessee. Oh, Tennessee. Sure. I'm gonna go Indiana. I'm, I'm going Indiana. It. Yeah, I'm going Indiana. It's gonna be a tight game. Yeah. <sighs> Friday, January 3rd, you have the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Potatoes. Potatoes. French fried potatoes. God, you needed Boise State or Idaho or someone in that game. That's what I'm saying, dude. But no, you get Ohio. You should have a representative of the states. If the state is in the name of the bowl, you have to have somebody from that state. Why don't you write to the committee, man? I'm, I'm going to. Write there to you the go. I'm going to write a very formal letter. Yeah. You have Ohio at 6-6 six and six, taking on Nevada at 7-5. and five. Ohio. Nevada. Doesn't matter. Oh, Nevada. Nevada. Yeah. It does matter. Sorry for I mean, it does matter. It does not. It, it does. does not matter. For all those listening and oh, yelling at me. <laughs> Everybody we have from Nevada yeah. tuning in. It <laughs> does matter. Saturday, January 4th, you have the Lockheed Martin Arms Forces Bowl. It is Southern Miss coming in 7-5 against Tulane 6-6. Six and six. Southern Miss. Tulane. Tulane. Monday, January 6th, you have the Lending Tree Bowl. It features Louisiana at 10-3 against Mi- Miami, no. Ohio's <laughs> Miami, at 8-5. It's the giving tree. <laughs> I was like, that's a book. Oh, wait, no, it's not. What's the giving tree? Um, Thank you, Jocelyn. I appreciate your support. Um, Didn't matter. Whoever did the first one. Louisiana? Sure. 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 <laughs> like, I'm, just, I'm just waiting to get to the finals, dude. Yeah. Well, this is it. College football playoff national championship will be held Monday, January 13th. So I have LSU-Clemson. I think LSU is going to win their first championship in a long time. I think the Tigers take it, and I think it's going to be about a 10-point deficit. Let's do that. Let's just assume that the people who are supposed to win... So well, no. Let's go based on what you predicted in the semis. Okay, so for me to be Oklahoma and Ohio yeah, State, Ohio State, then Ohio State wins that one pretty handily, I think. Okay, I have LSU versus uh, 
Let's do this. You know what would be more fun? Let's you said Ohio this. State as well. Yeah, I have LSU versus Ohio State. Oh, LSU. Let's just pretend. Let's let's go every matchup that you can. Sure. Just so that's probably a little more fun. Let's yeah. Do that. Let's do that. Okay. So matchup number one. Let's go. Let's go one two. Let's go one two. So you have Ohio State taking on LSU. 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 I think it's LSU. I think quarterback play is going to make the biggest difference there. Yep. Justin Fields looks a lot. If you look at his records, he's he has, good, but he's no Joe Burrow. No, Joe Burrow is mobile, man. Have Joe you Burrow seen can make their some... records though? There, as far as their stat sheets go. It's very similar. Okay. I'm going to go against the same argument you had when we're talking Ohio State and Clemson. It's their, it's who they're playing. You tell me LSU is not in a better conference than Ohio State. I would agree with that. Okay. I'd agree with that. So Joe Burrow has better numbers in the SEC than Fields has in the Big Ten. Does he have better numbers? I think so. Don't look it up. I'd be it's cur- okay. Look it up. Don't look it up. I'd be curious to see. But even then alone, I still think that Ohio State's defense is far and away better than LSU's defense. So even if so well, if it's a shootout, it's a shootout. If it's a shootout, so Joe Burrow has four thousand seven hundred fifteen yards, forty-eight touchdowns, and six interceptions. Also, understand that for a lot of the first six to eight games. Fields only played the first half because half the time the score was 50-something. Fields has 2,953 yards, 40 touchdowns, and one INT. So he's very secure at the ball. Okay, so he's 208 for 203. Okay. I, would, I think uh, I think LSU Burrow was, I mean, is 342 for, for 439. So in less games... Fields has more incomplete passes than Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow is more efficient with the ball. And turns it over more too, yeah? In less game, in more games. Okay, so but he does turn the ball over more, right? Yes, he had six okay. interceptions to Fields one. But the the passes that aren't intercepted are getting to their receivers. Correct. I, no, 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 no argument about that. But again, I think you also have to look at the defense. You have to look at the whole adage that we all know and love, defense wins championships. I would pick Ohio State's defense over LSU's defense literally any day of the week. Points allowed per game, LSU 21.2 and 341 yards. Ohio State is 12.5 points per game. And 247 yards. So I'm from 21 to 12 points? Yeah. Ohio State's defense, no question about it. Mm -hmm. They have a better defense. And I think they would be able to. I think they can score enough because of how porous LSU's defense is. And I think that they could stifle, on some level, LSU's offense. And Chase Young is a game changer. But I'm going to put it to you again this way. It's who they're playing. Conferences, that's what I was thinking. If you're looking at the it's offenses <laughs> alone, both are very similar in numbers going back and forth between Ohio State and LSU. Conferences is a... But it's the defenses that they're playing. That's a sticky SEC, situation in college football, has, man. SEC oh, has better defenses. I want to hear what he has. Hold on. Go ahead. It's what? a sticky... I mean, it's because like what we were talking about the other day, it's... it's I don't know. SEC is the obvious big dog in college football, and it's like everybody else, so the committee at least, is 
Yeah, well, you don't play in the SEC, so. I do find it interesting that in every other conference other than the SEC, it seems to be if you're not winning dominantly. Like, okay, it goes back to a point that I brought up, like, I don't know how many episodes again ago. The the March Madness tournament, the, the actual basketball tournament, any team, Division One team, granted, in the league or in the country has a chance to win a national championship. That's an argument that you, you – it's a legitimate argument. In football, it's not. Yeah. In baseball, you have a legitimate chance to win. Yeah, you got to make it through a couple of tournaments. You got to go, but yeah, you, any team, Division could One, can, very well, could right. very well. In college football, not going to happen. Right. UCF didn't happen. Yeah, you can even win your conference, be the best in your conference, and have literally zero shot. Exactly. To get there, it's a, that's a, like. I think that should be fixed. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be fixed. I think you're saying the make argument for the NFL. You can make the same argument for the NFL. Because think about it. The five and something Cowboys or the six and something Cowboys and the six and something Eagles are going to make it to the playoffs. You're going to have teams with losing records in the NFL playoffs. When you have teams with much better records and much better teams in other conferences that are getting denied playoff opportunities because, well, there's already too many. It's not your fault there are multiple excellent teams in the same division. It's not your fault that both the Seahawks and the 49ers are killing it or that Green Bay, Minnesota, and, you know, the, theoretically the Bears are killing it. There were arguments being made that if Georgia lost but Baylor won, Georgia would still get in. And I would agree with that. I mean, I mean, come I on. Like, come on. Like, Georgia would have fallen out because they would fall out of the top four for sure because they were just Baylor's having four. a great season. They win the Big 12 championship. They didn't, obviously. But if they did, you're still going to deny them getting into the playoffs all because Georgia plays in the SEC? Like, yes, and here's why. If you look at the strength of schedule, which I know we're saying like you can't. It's you a know. bullshit argument. Dude. It's like, not, though, dude. I mean, no, okay, it's not. Okay, let's put it like this. Let's put it like, let, me, let me put it like this. Okay, so let's say Kevin and you are both baseball teams, separate baseball teams. You play 10 games against a varsity team, and you win 10 games. No, let's say you win nine games. You went nine and one. Now, let's say you play JV teams. All ten games, and you dominated every one of those games. I get you. I get where you're going. Who's man. better? I get it. You wouldn't know until we play, honestly. Exactly. But you got to go strength the schedule, and it, it, in these small playoff scenarios, and you have to kind of go with, okay, we're going to think the guy that won nine games in varsity is going to do better than ten games in JV. You know? Don't you? Hold on, sorry. I was reading Nick's comments. So Nick, a good friend of the show, said, not every school cares about the national championship. That's why these small schools play the Alabamas and the Clemsons of the world. They want to. They want the payday. And that's true. That's Which how is they get wrong. a lot of their marketing money I, at the beginning of the season. He's not wrong. I can't believe that, though. You're going to tell me you don't want to be the best team in the nation? But you got to be realistic at some point. I yeah, mean, but you're going to tell me you don't want to be the best team in the nation? I don't, believe, you that, are going, okay, I don't believe that's the case for every school, no. If UTSA But th- those are good paydays. If, UTSA, for sure. No U- question. UTSA is going to LSU. They're going to play the potential, oh, yeah. possibly, national championship first game of the season. Oh, yeah. Who knows? But no, yeah. Texas State just played A&M. They got obliterated, but 
that's a nice payday. Yeah, but I wouldn't agree that all schools, all or not all schools, care about being the best. You I know. do agree with you though. You have to be realistic whether you can or can't actually be the national championship. But right. I don't agree that. Now, if you're going year in and year out and dominating your conference every single year and winning every single game or even just losing one every single year, then maybe yeah, you should be in a better conference. Right. And then we see how you stack up to those other teams. See, I wish but until that, that happens, you can't compare them. I wish that college football changed, and it's not so much that like conferences like the Big Ten or the Big Twelve, or I wish it were like tiers. You have your tier one teams, your tier two teams, your you tier three do. teams. You have your division one, division two, and division yeah, three. But there's no mobility. If you're good at this, you can't move up, recruit better players, get better X, Y, and Z. Like you could be the best team and. The math. I think it's based on school size, but but and I agree. Probably it has a lot to do with the school size because it probably has to do with the funding and blah 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 and the 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 how well the school can attract top tier talent. But like you look at like and I know I talk about it for I have the you look at like England and how they do their 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 rankings for the top and the bottom soccer leagues, right? The littlest club that makes like no money can still win the champions win whatever and then get to the Premier League and then they make more money in the Premier League they become more attractive and then all of a sudden Lee Caster literally wins they were literally like a 200 to 1 odd to win and they won they won one of the biggest soccer leagues in the world all be- and they started out at the bottom they barely made it into the deal and then they kept building up and up and up and up you know what i'm saying like i feel like if you could have more you mobility I don't think you can compare it just because of the nature of what college football is. Yeah. Because you got so many different factors, yet that's professional sports. They can pay these players. They can pay them to come to their team. And you they can't don't do, do that, that in college. <laughs> you can't do that. Okay. <laughs> the ones that do do that <laughs> also have more money because of marketing, because they're power five, because they have a lot of dona- and don- I agree. donors. But that's right there, the marketing. So let's say I'm in some crappy division. Hold on, let me hold on, hold on. Donors to Let, hold, let mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Let's say I win. All of a sudden, let I win. Talk. Let him speak. Let's say all of a sudden I win my. You know, let's say I win the Sun Belt. Now all of a sudden I'm playing in the Big Ten, right? The hypothetical, like that's tier two or tier three. Now Big Twelve is tier two. Now whatever. So I won my little one. I moved up to the middle one. The reason that these small schools play these big schools is for the payday. So I went from having maybe one good payday to having 12 good paydays. And all of a sudden, I have a whole lot more money to spend on facilities, spend on recruiting. They're not all paydays, Gear. The amount of money that you will generate playing against a Big Ten team is extraordinarily different from the amount of money that you will play against Texas State, UTSA, any of those back 12. So you're going to make a whole lot of money regardless of what happens. Add time people will start to notice you more. Like, you will get more recognition. You will get more sponsorships. You will get more money in. So you are going to start out with a whole lot more money after that first year. Now, maybe you do terrible that first year because you still don't have the guys. But you still have all the money that you just made. So you drop back down a tier, but you just got these really good guys. Hey, guys, we just dropped back down. We have a whole lot of money. We're going to recruit you guys. We're going to win this again like we just did. We're going to get bumped back up, and now we're going to be able to actually compete. Because we have more money than we did the year before. Because we have more recognition than we did the year before. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. But like, if you could, I think you could do it. 
I got an update that just came in. We were talking about the Patriots cheating. Uh-huh. Unless it's Patriots MVP. have made a statement on the Bengals video. Pats acknowledged production crew inappropriately filmed field sideline of Bengals, Browns, and accept full responsibility. I don't want another update unless it's Anthony Rendon signs with the Rangers. Thanks. <laughs> Not going to happen. <laughs> Damn. All right, bossy. <laughs> but if y'all were listening about that earlier, just thought I'd let you know that the Patriots basically acknowledged that they were cheating. True. Inadvertently, but they were cheating. They were cheating, yeah. They I just think to. college football, whether you explain the playoff or whatever it is, I think fix is not the right word, but make it more, I don't know, to where it's... There is no fixing it. Yeah, there's <laughs> no fixing it, but... I think the Bulls are the only way to really showcase yeah, all these I mean, other schools. The Bulls are the are, the Bulls are the paydays for the schools. So it's like if you make a bowl, I mean it's a, it's a successful season for most of these teams. Right. Playoff expansion is not going to fix it either because you it's, can't expand yeah. it big enough. I don't know. I well, just, no, you can't make it that that big. But unless I, you do the whole season as a tournament, but you I think eight teams is doable, man. I, I think. think I think you could even go down to six teams. Let's say you do all of the conference champions and have the first two as a bye. Like the top two teams are a bye, but have every you know every conference champion in there. What about all the independent schools? Do eight. Do eight. You have the power five and then three at I think if you do any more, it has to be eight. So yes. go eight, three power so. schools, or five power schools, three at large? Yeah. And then the best of those and little ones. Throw in whatever clauses you have to with, you know, strength of schedule bullshit and right. all that. You know, you get to pick the three. Yeah. But you, the top five power teams get in automatically. But then you're putting your hands in the committee and who's uh, how many of those are actually going to vote the way that we're talking about to actually do it? I think you have to trust them to vote the right way in any case. Yeah. <laughs> they trusted them to do that a long time ago and they still haven't done it that's what i'm saying i don't know like i think in any regard it's not going to be a great or we're going to agree with it but me anyway going back to (laughs) ohio state lsu since we got way off forgot about that (laughs) lsu wins the national championship for me i want to talk to you regardless of who they're playing schedule lsu played five top 10 teams this year won them all Ohio State has played five ranked opponents all year total. And won them all? They won them all. Okay. So they they won the top 25 game. Of those ranked, only two of them were top 10. What do we say about Clemson that you can't fault them from being in a weaker conference? So this is the exact same situation. You can't fault them for not having the same level of competition as Alabama, and they still won handily against all of those guys. Also, yeah, and I'm just taking what I think I what I see. So. Same and same, and taking yeah. arguments that we make for other teams and adding them into the same. You know what I'm saying? You can make the same, or which is the I think this is the toughest part about having to choose who, what, where, when. Yeah. Who wins the national championship? Ohio State. In my opinion, yeah. Okay, Kev. I'm saying LSU. LSU? Okay. I say Ohio State. I think that defense is just going to... I think Joe Burrow is too good. And he's got too many weapons. He's accurate. I throw stats out the window. I, Joe Burrow is really good quarterback. Yeah. And I'm not if, taking away anything from LSU Chase Young. If LSU wins, because, because I mean, Chase Young is it. also a really good player. Yeah. And that Ohio State defense is really good. I just think Joe Burrow and the LSU figure out a way to win. It's kind of like that whole unstoppable force, immovable object thing. Yeah. 
Plus, you got to consider coaching. Coach O versus a, a rookie, you know, not a rookie head coach, but, a, you know. Is he a rookie head coach? Uh, this is his first year, at least, at OSU. Oh, yeah, or at Ohio State. OSU, Ohio State University. Oh, I thought you said LSU, sorry. OSU, sorry, OSU. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't know, it's just, I don't know. It's kind of tough to, this This is a less cut and dry playoff than I think we've had in a while. I think the past couple, it's pretty much been either Clemson or Alabama. Yeah. yeah. And you see that even because, it's, you know. It's refreshing, the though, occasional to see Ohio State thrown in there. Right. It's refreshing to see it, though, without, uh, without Alabama this year. Sorry to all the Alabama fans, but it just is, you know. I think. Yeah, that. and that's an interesting topic of conversation it's also. Still my favorite thing of the week. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting topic of conversation also. Is Alabama starting to to maybe lose some of its touch, I wonder? I don't think so. I think it's too early to tell. I but don't think so. I think he's just caught some bad luck this year. I think it's interesting for sure. Same with the Pats. Because for the first time in a while, Pats and Alabama both look very vulnerable. Well, actually, more so with Alabama. I think the Pats, maybe you could start looking at that. But I think Saban just caught some bad luck this year. Yeah. I don't know. Let's read some ads. Let's do it. Let's not forget about our friends over at Baseballism. Baseballism is an all-baseball-related apparel and clothing company for clothing and com- apparel and clothing company for baseball people. Sorry, I can't talk today. If you love baseball or even just like it, even if you don't like it, you should be wearing baseballism. It's America's brand, the official off-the-field brand for baseball. Visit baseballism.com, and while you're there shopping for all your goods, use our coupon code AASports. It's our initials A-A-S-P-O-R-T-S for your uh, for a 15% discount, one five percent discount off your first order. And if you're not ready to order quite yet, make sure to go follow them on other socials. They're very active on Instagram and Twitter with new releases pretty much every week and almost every day. And if you join them as an insider, you get email updates pretty much every day as well. Um, they always have new fall collections coming out. They have uh, some new jackets, new shirts, uh, and they're releasing some new images from the construction site over at the Field of Dreams. It looks really awesome. It's really early, but, I mean, it's yeah. So for our, all of our Iowa fans out there or in the vicinity of Iowa, once again, keep an eye out for that. When that store opens, it's going to be open August of 2020 for the – for that Yankees and White Sox game at the original Field of Dreams movie site. Um, baseball is a partner with them, and so they're building a, a brand-new uh, brick-and-mortar out there. So keep an eye out for that. Baseballism.com, it's America's brand. Also, guys, if you're looking for some other gifts for loved ones this holiday and they are baseball fans, be sure to check out Unforgettables. Unforgettables is a company that specializes in baseball art. For the past 25 years, Unforgettables has been hand-painting designs that are then pressed onto baseballs. With over 100 different designs, uh, they including every major league park as well as the greats, uh, and Unforgettable would make an amazing gift for the baseball lover in your family. Uh, be sure to check them out on all their socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and of course, Unforgettables.com. Uh, you've really never seen such detail on a baseball and as always remember to love it shop it unforgettables is that the discount code wow wow AA sports AA sports yeah AA sports baseballism.com use a coupon code AA sports A-A-S-P-O-R-T-S for a 15% discount how do you like your new shirt by Man, the way maybe Kev? I can't hear shit today or something I love my new shirt yeah the material talk about the material the you, baseballism one yeah actually let me Whoa, 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 whoa. Let me pull everything out, but uh, I got this one right here from Baseballism. I love it. It's one of the softest things I can wear. How fast did you get it? Oh, man, I got it like 
two days after I we talked it's to really about it. It's really fast shipping. It's really quick, man. Uh, for any of those that don't get it, three up, three down, baseball term, one of my favorites. Uh, but it's, it's super soft, man. I, I fall asleep in that thing. That's why I love it. That's why I love the company. It's really good material. It's it, like I said. It's really fast shipping as well. He got that shirt in two days. Uh, yeah, I love that company. We know. Thank you. <laughs> good free returns, free returns, and exchanges, all available on their website, baseballism.com. And fifteen percent off. Baseballism.com. Huh? Did you say baseballism.com? Yes, I did. Okay. Okay. And we have a coupon code. A sports. Oh, okay. Wasn't sure. <laughs> How much is it for though? Huh? How much is it for though? Fifteen. Oh, okay. Wasn't yeah. sure. One five, not fifty. One five. It's not five zero. No. Oh, I don't want it. Baseballism dot com, right? Correct. Okay. You said they're America's brand. Yes. Oh, okay. www. dot baseballism dot com. <laughs> it's like dot com, like dot like dot c o m dot c o m, bro. Okay. okay. Not two m. It's not like short for communications. No. Oh, okay. No. Actually, is it? I don't know. Yeah, okay. Great question. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably look up things before I just start talking <laughs> yeah. shit. I should probably have answers for the things I'm saying out loud. Wow. Anyways. Do we want to get to our interview real quick, or do we want to go to uh, the stat little, book? Let's do a little stat booking. Little stat let's booking? do a little stat okay. booking. So, uh, AD and LBJ are the first pair of Laker teammates to combine for 70-plus points in consecutive games since Kobe and Shaq in 03. I kind of found that one out. Like, I, I didn't realize that it was that bad, I guess. Or they, Kobe and Shaq were maybe that dominant as far as combined points win. I, I don't know. That one kind of tripped me up a little bit for some reason. Maybe it's just me. Don't, I don't care. They've been dominating this year, though. They have, and I don't care. Meh. Fuck you, too. <laughs> <laughs> Luca passes MJ for most consecutive 25-5 and five games at 19. Only Oscar Robinson has more streaks of that stat line. I think he's got like a... 20 a, points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists? Correct. 20, 20, yeah, 25-5. and five, And I think he has like a couple... Like He's got three streaks above Luca of that stat line or more. I think it's like 20, 25, 25, or something like that. Like He's this. already an early candidate for MVP. Not going to win it, but yeah. He very well could. Mm. He very well could. If he continues doing what he's doing now, it's it, maybe. I mean, maybe in a, yeah, maybe. in a few years, yes. Or maybe I mean, even next year. he could potentially do it now. I mean, it'll be he's close. Top, I think he was – I looked at the early, early standings. Right now they have Giannis as one. I think LeBron was in top five. Luca was top five. Harden was top five. One thing I did. Sorry, I don't want to interrupt your thought. You're good. One thing I did like, and I didn't watch the interview, but they interview, they interviewed him about uh, what I'm assuming is this. Mm-hmm. But he basically said, um, "Oh yeah, that he doesn't like stats. Like, don't talk about stats with him. Like, and comparing MJ. Yeah. Like he's like, you can't compare me to MJ. No. You can't compare anybody to MJ. You can't compare anyone to MJ. Yeah. Yes, but he was. Yeah, I I love that answer. Yeah, that is a great answer. A very humble answer. I it thought. is. Yes. Yeah, I'm saying. So, <clears throat> I found this one really awesome. Also, so Marvin Mims, an Oklahoma recruit and a current Frisco Lone Star High School wide receiver. That's that's here in Texas. He's not only broken the state record, but the national record for the single season receiving. Uh, in a yard in a in one year uh, with 2,428 yards, and of course he's going to get more because uh, of the time that he's gonna, he still has got more games in the in the Texas high school playoffs. But not only state but national is like that's that's impressive. That's man. way impressive. That's very impressive. John Jan Jan Oblak 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 okay is Atletico Madrid's clean sheet leader. Before I even finish this. 
Explain to the people along with me, what is a clean sheet? <laughs> so a clean sheet is what happens when a goalkeeper for a soccer team finishes the game without conceding a goal. Gotcha. That makes sense. Shut out. Yeah, Shut that's out. a shutout. Gotcha. Okay. With 96 clean sheets, he did he did so in 171 games. So he, yeah, he got 96 clean sheets in 171 games. That's impressive. That's insane, especially with who they play against. That's Real really Madrid, Barcelona. That's really good. Like, that's insane. Congrats to him. It's not easy to do. No. I love this Yeah, one. and you touched on this one earlier. I the did. Illinois fighting the Illini. I don't think it's spelled with an A. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> that's the way he spelled it, so that's the way I put it. Sorry. You knew what I was saying. <laughs> Finished this season with more top 25 wins than Alabama. Love it. Love everything I, about I it. I know it's not. I, I lived up there. It's with an I. I love everything about that, though. I-L-L-I. I don't know how to spell. <laughs> <laughs> you know this. For all those who are listening for the first time, I am the poster child of dyslexia. Welcome to Still love you, what man. they have to deal with when reading my notes. <clears throat> Before we get into football, 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 shall we touch on football? Oh, you mean American football? Yeah, football. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> I'll just run through them real quick, the ones that mattered. Uh, Thursdays didn't matter at all. Let's do this <laughs> instead. Let's just go over... Our pickums? Yeah, let's do the pickums and let's do the fantasy. Okay. Okay. So pickums this past week. Anthony went two and three. I went two and three. Alex went three and two. It was a rough week, man. Uh I had the Packers, Raiders, Cowboys, 49ers, and Pats winning. And the 49ers and Packers did me right. <laughs> Anthony had the Texans, Jags, Cowboys, 49ers, and Chiefs winning. And he had the 49ers and Chiefs do well for him. Alex had the Vikings, the Cardinals, the Cowboys, the 49ers, and Chiefs winning for him. Uh, cards and Cowboys let him down. What in the shit happened with the with the Texans, man? Good God. Yeah, how do you lose to the Broncos the week after losing to the Patriots? Winning. Or winning to the win- Patriots. God. What in the shit? And how about Welcome the pa- to the Texans. I feel like that's very indicative of who they are as a team. How about the Patriots losing two games in a row? For a, a long time, right, <coughs> and losing their first game at home in twenty-two tries—that's crazy. Yeah, that is ridiculous. That is really crazy. Pat Mahomes is the first, like, under twenty-five-year-old to win in Foxborough since like two thousand or something. And how like that. shitty are the fans up in Boston, man? Oh, I know. Oh, this they team lose. has won twenty-one straight games at home, and they boo them for one loss. I'm sorry, that's Yay, Patriots. Entitlement, up yeah, the ass, yeah. Welcome to the party. <laughs> that is some shitty fans up there. Anyway, sorry if you're listening up there, but show better. But it's the North End. Like we're the Patriots. We have Tom Brady as our quarterback. We have Bill Belichick. We should not lose a single fucking game. Ever. Exactly. Sorry, I'm doing a terrible accident. Yeah, I, I was like, what? What? I don't know what I'm doing. What is? Th- I was curious. I don't know I don't what know. I'm doing. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> this next week, the that's great, dude. Yeah, man. Coming up this like next I'm week, I'm giving it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm diving in. <laughs> Anthony has those shitty Patriots. You were so committed. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> 
He would not be stopped. <laughs> this man would not be stopped. Nope. <laughs> Love it, dude. <laughs> this next week, Anthony has those shitty Patriots as his lock. The Redskins as his upset of the week. You're fucking playing the Bengals. I mean, Whoa. good God. Explosive. Jesus. Dude. And he what has the Texans, happened? Packers, and Bills winning their games. If they lose Alex. to the Bengals, I'm going to be very, very upset. Oh, yeah. Alex has the 49ers as his lock. Cardinals as his upset. He has the Titans, Packers, and Bills winning that game. Then you, I have the Ravens as my lock, the Dolphins as my upset of the week. Then you have Titans, Packers, and Bills. Hey, Kev. Hey, Kev. Hey. Am hey, I still losing? Barely. Fucking shit. Go ahead. Run them down. Hey, Kev, Kev. <laughs> All right. So, <clears throat> it is fantasy football time in the fantasy football world. So, we'll go ahead and run down our... Fantasy football extravaganza for the AA Sports Show. I just want to point out that this is my first ever year playing in fantasy football, and I have made the playoffs. I'm very proud of that. All three of us made the playoffs. Hey. Yeah, and Nick. So congratulations to everybody who made the playoffs, and thank you for everybody who haven't made the playoffs but are still actively playing. I thank you, Jocelyn. I know you hate it. <laughs> so right now, without the final score of the uh, Eagles and Giants game, Turn Your Head and Goff is up on Ketchup and Mozart 150.5 to 128.5. The Brady Bunch is up on Quan Solo Wentz for it, 94 point, 99.4 to 95.9. And it looks like right now, with the way that is lined up, that very well, the Brady Bunch may win that game and Turn Your Head and Goff may win that game. It is up. still a tied game, and I have a person on offense on both you of those. You do, so. you do. All right, relax. <clears throat> it's not over yet. Anyway, so... <laughs> Carmen's crew looks like they are going to lose in the first game to Team Stone. We have Jokes on You taking on uh, the World Nickel Boppers. And looks like James and the Nickel Boppers ended up winning that game. Uh, San Antonio Beth took on I'm Walking on Sunshine. Won that game, 122-81. to Team 4-9, Team 4-Love-9. Whoa, my dyslexia just, like, what? Um... <laughs> Took on, asked me about my Johnson, and actually lost. Asked me about my Johnson, won that game 110.6 to 82.1. Way to go, Jocelyn. Way to go, Jocelyn. So those are your current standings. I will say this, not won or lost, currently winning or losing. Currently because we have winning one or more losing. Week. Correct. Because we have one more week in the first round, and then we will see how the next round goes from there. Anyways, how many fantasy deals are you in? Three. Three. Are you in the finals in all of them? I'm in the playoffs in all three. Nice. I'm two out of three right now. I'm two out of three. And I am currently winning both of those matchups in those other two leagues. Right. So I'm winning the two playoff rounds that I'm in. I've won the first game or am winning the first game. And then the other one, I'm winning that one. But And this one, I still have a chance to come back on. So Right on. Those <laughs> are your fantasy football scores of the day. Yes, they are. We should have somebody come on who like knows fantasy football who can talk about that. I'm down. Like I have a buddy who actually runs the 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 league that I'm one of the leagues that I'm in now. He joins like five hundred dollar tournaments. Dude, like he knows this like inside and out. Like it's 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 kind of crazy. Like when he played in ours, he was like, I don't really care how it goes. I'm not worried about this one. Like he wants the other one. Yeah, he wants one that he has five hundred dollars. Right, for. that's what he's invested in. Well, I would too. So, maybe we have somebody on who knows about college football. Uh, Nick as well, because yeah. Nick made the playoffs. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, anyway. Cool. Cool. So, those are the foosball. 
All right, so... Why don't you uh, tell the people what we did before we actually started So, rolling. before we started recording this little episode here, we actually got to have a fantastic interview with a, with a really great guy. Um, he is uh, the coach of Austin Bold FC. Uh, so, without further ado, um, let's get to this interview. So, I'm very, very excited to introduce this next guest. He is the general manager of one of Austin's very first, or at least one of the best, uh, professional soccer teams, uh, the Austin Bold FC Club. Uh, they actually went to uh, the playoffs for the very first time, their inaugural season. Uh, everybody, I would like to introduce to you guys Mr. Roberto Silva. How's it going, sir? Oh, thank you very much. All, all, all great here in Austin. Uh, great weather this week. Uh, yeah, cold front coming in, but. So far, so good. So thank you very much for having me on the show. Absolutely. It's about time for Cold Front. Seriously. Dude. I mean, it's, yeah. it's mid-December. It's Christmas in Texas, and it's still 75 outside. So, <laughs> Hey, so Mr. Silver, I'll kick it off for us here. I know uh, I'm, cur- I'm curious, just out of curiosity. Um, but, uh, I mean, the GM, the job of a general manager for a major sports franchise, uh, you don't have to go into excruciating detail, but why don't you uh, give a, a little bit of detail about the, your day-to-day life during the season? Like, what's a day look like for you during the season? I, I, I think that the cool thing about about my job is that there's not a, a, a specific routine, right? I think every moment in the season, during the season, there there are different things that we end up you no know, focusing on, right? Uh, uh, at this moment, for example. A lot of negotiation going on, you know, uh, trying to find players for the team and negotiating with the players that, for some reason, are not staying with us. Uh, and, and at the same time, you know, working with a budget approval and you know, a more finance side to it. Uh, when the season starts or preseason starts, you know, there's a lot of onboarding, new players coming in. You get to know a lot of people, you know, a lot of uh, entertaining part of it, uh, getting processes in places. And then during the season is is is, is a roller coaster, right? You, you never know, you know. Sometimes it's it's everything is pretty calm, and all of a sudden, you know, it's just a big drop comes in, and, and a lot of work to be done. So I think it's it's a it, it's a it's a pretty cool job, and 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 I think I I, I enjoy that a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. And it, it's interesting that something you just brought up. You know, the, you're meeting a lot of new faces, you're seeing a lot of new people. I know at least, you know, at, towards the end of the season, you had players from almost 11 different countries. Um, 11 different countries had representatives on, on just your team alone. So what's it kind of like, you know, managing and kind of working with people with such diverse backgrounds and different, you know, operating systems and like how they just kind of, how do they mesh together? Yeah, no, very, very cool question. But yeah, actually, if we say some of those guys have double nationalities, if we count that, we have 16 nationalities in the team, wow. right? So it's 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 pretty amazing. And I think uh, that was part of something that we wanted when we we with the ownership of the of the team, myself, uh, Coach Marcelo, when we were planning the team, we wanted something that would you know represent Austin. And 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 I don't think there's any city in the U.S. today that's as international as Austin. That uh, almost everybody's an immigrant here, right? We we yeah. have a a joke here when you find somebody that was born and raised in Austin, we say, hey, we just found the unicorn, right? <laughs> so uh, I think that having that whole uh, uh, you know different culture, I think it just creates more and more to the team and creates learning experience for everybody, not just for us in the front office, but the coaching staff, also the players themselves. I think we start, you know, getting together and understanding a little bit more. Uh, a good example on this, like 
I'm from Brazil. I love to cook, you know, barbecue, you know, Brazilian barbecue. I, I, I love it, and they say I'm good at it. I'm not that sure that I am that good. But, uh, uh, but for example, on the first barbecue that we did for the team, I decided to cook for the team, and I'm cooking there, and all of a sudden, you know, Cian McFarlane comes in and says, hey, I'm a great cook from from Jamaica. Can I can I also cook some Jamaican food right next to you? So I said, oh, yeah, of course. Come, come in, bring your stuff. So all of a sudden now I'm, I'm doing Brazilian barbecue on, on, on the grill. He's on the oven doing some Jamaican food. And, and I think that's, that's, that's just an amazing experience and, and, and learning. You know, I, we end up knowing things that we would never know if we, we didn't have that relationship on a daily basis. Right. So, so my question is all these other, all these people that you're bringing in, you obviously going forward to get your team better in the next season, you have to acquire more of these players, whether it be from some of the same nationalities you have or uh, new ones. Uh, moving forward into 2020, what are some of your targets for some of these play- players? Like, You don't have to get specific because I know you probably have to keep some of the hush-hush and not give away some of your plans, but like, what positions are you really looking at to strengthen your team moving forward? Yeah, so before I, I think before I answer that question, I would like to comment something else on the strategy that we took that made maybe my life as a general manager today at this moment, maybe I'm the one that has less work to do uh, in USL overall. It, it's very uncommon on USL for teams to do long-term contracts with players, right? Uh, just because the, the nature of the, of the tournament, the nature of the business with... Uh, tight budgets and and very uncertainty on 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 the future with the, the franchises and with uh, the players themselves. Uh, when we started the project, one thing that we really believed on was continuity, right? And and we really wanted to allow the players to stay in Austin for a longer period of time. Uh, there's a ton of benefits on that, right? One of them is connecting with the fans, connecting with the city. It's very hard for the fans to come one season. When they start to get, in, get to know the players, season is over. Next year, they have to find out who all the players are again, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing that it is important on the continuity is creating an identity for the team in the field, right? It's, it's much easier for you to play soccer with somebody that you already know how to play. It's easier for the coaching staff to make it a team better with uh, with that you know uh, that same or almost same squad. Um, and but on the other hand, there's a, a big challenge because if things don't go well, now all of a sudden you're stuck with some players that didn't work that well, right? So that's also another reason that that some teams don't do that long-term contract. But we decided to take the risk, and I would say we're gonna have maybe 75, 80% of the team coming back next year, which oh, wow. is, uh, I'm not going to say unheard on, on, on USL, but very uncommon, right? So uh, in that sense, it makes my life much easier where we're going to specific, very specific spots to those places where for some reason the players are not staying, either because they came alone uh, last year or because for some reason they didn't fit to, to, to our planning. So... Uh, like I said, I think I'm in a, in a very, we're very, in a very good shape, and and we're going to start ahead of most of the teams in USL next year, just because of that that overall structure and having so many so many returning players. No, oh, yeah, that yeah, and that makes sense too, because 
you know, and I know you guys were were founded in August 9th, you know, 2017, so you guys are not that old. Um, you know, you're, like I said, the first inaugural season for you guys was last season. So, you know, as you've been recruiting players and building this team, what are some of the things that, you know, what kind of, okay, let me rephrase that. What goes into creating a soccer team from scratch? Oh, man. Uh, do we have like six or seven hours on the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> well, give us some of the well, highlights. I, I, yeah, no, I, 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 I think our biggest challenge was the fact that we're selling a dream before the team started, right? Uh, it's, 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 we, we, we've been talking about that a lot when, when we say, you know, we were able to, to bring in 20-something players, you know, uh, 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 a ton of people in the front office, on the coaching staff, all of that selling a dream. You know, because we didn't have a stadium to show, we didn't have a training facility to show, we didn't have goals, we didn't have fan base, we didn't have anything. We you start from scratch, and I think selling a dream is the hardest part of that. On the other hand, I think it helps a lot when you really believe in the dream that you, that you're selling, right? And 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 I truly think that starting from the from from the ownership of of, of the team, especially on the on on, on Bobby Epstein. Uh, who, by the way, I usually say this, I think it's the only one, and if you guys know of somebody, please let me know, but I think I have the only owner that it is American and his primary sport is soccer. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I haven't found another one, so um, I think that helps us a lot on the, on the process of, of, of what I was just talking about, selling the dream. He believes in the sport, he plays the sport, has played the sport for all his life, uh, we play soccer in his backyard every Wednesday night. We play uh, with him on, on on the men's league on Sundays. So uh, I, I think that whole concept uh, uh, helps a lot. Bringing a coach like Marcelo Serrano was also another a big part of, of creating something special. You know, a lot of the players, uh, of course, coming to live in Austin was an easy sell in that sense. Everybody wants to live in Austin today, right? But uh, having a coach that was well-known between the players, that had previous relationship with most of them, also helped us on that on, on selling that dream, you know, and, and creating credibility over the process and, 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 and getting out there. But it was not just the players, right? Like I said, front office, we had to build a stadium, uh, our structure is inside our, a racetrack, inside the Formula One racetrack in Austin, which creates a whole different challenge and a whole different uh, scenario also with benefits on, 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 on for the team. But there was some, some, some good challenges, and I didn't even talk about branding, which is a whole, whole different ballgame. Yeah. Yeah. I love what you said about selling a dream, so I got to gotta ask this. I mean – What's it like to sell that dream and bring it to, like Alex said, essentially build a team from scratch in a city like Austin, where you somewhat have to uh, compete with, you know, the obvious, the obvious, um, you know, big dogs up there, UT, the Longhorns. What's that like to be in that city that's growing, selling that dream of playing professional soccer, football? Sorry, football. <laughs> Thank you. In uh, in Austin. So what's yeah? Can you talk about that? What does it mean to for you to have this opportunity in Austin and, and sell that dream? I, I I think 
and not just in Austin, right? It creates something from scratch like we did and, and deliver an amazing experience for the fan base like we were able to, which was our, our main goal from, from, from start still is, uh, uh, and have a great season on the field like we had. I, I think if you were able to do that any city, anywhere, it's already an amazing experience, right? Uh, but when you come to Austin and you do it in Austin, uh, it, 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 this is just a, such a special place, uh, and and I'm sorry for you guys that are listening this from from other places, but Austin <laughs> is an amazing is an amazing city. It, it, it just is, you know, has a, an amazing vibe, uh, 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 an amazing you know uh, diversity, and we are a soccer city. You know, if you go back and you see the the ratings on on. On the World Cup, the, the ratings, the TV ratings on on EPL, the amount of kids that are registered playing on on leagues, on youth clubs in Austin. Austin is a soccer city, you know. Uh, no disrespect on the on the on the UT football football, which all of us in Austin also support, right? But but Austin is a soccer city. There's a lot of people in Austin also that. Just like I said a, a, a few minutes ago, that so many people move to the city every day. And it's so hard to find people that have relationships with the city for a long, long term. So uh, if you would come to Austin 20, 30 years ago, everybody was a UT. You know, everybody had studied at UT. There was some kind of relation. Today, it's not like that anymore, right? There's a lot of people that came here from other places, and that relationship is not as strong. And they like soccer. They like that would like to see other sports and and i think of course ut is a big big part of this town and we're very proud of on having them but i think there's a lot of space for us also and for soccer oh speaking of that space for soccer in austin uh obviously you have austin fc coming uh in 2021 so my question in regards to that is being that you're going to be making this into a soccer town are 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 there any plans to Get a Division One affiliate affiliate anytime soon, and would Austin FC play into that for, I guess, more conveniency than anything? Well, uh, uh, I, I have several, you know, uh, philosophies in my life, and one of them is 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 never say never, right? And 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 I think that's that's an important one. You never know the day of tomorrow, but. As of today, the way we see this this, this process is on, on the affiliation is with the whole bunch of relationship that Coach Marcelo has, that I have, uh, uh, and, and how the soccer market works these days, it doesn't make that much sense for a USL team, an independent one like we are, uh, to have any specific affiliation with a team. It makes much more sense for us to do what we did last year where I had loans from from Dallas, loans from Querétaro, loans from Atlético Nacional in Colombia, loan a player from from Cruzeiro in Brazil. Uh, uh, create that open-minded and 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 having the whole world as a possibility on creating that that those the benefits that come from the affiliation. On my mind and on, on, on the ownership today and, and and coaching staff, we believe that that model is a better model for us. Uh, Will we do business with Austin FC? Most likely we will. Uh, will that be an affiliation, a formal affiliation? Like I said, most likely not. Okay. Um, in that same regards, talking about Austin FC, obviously it would create maybe some issues with like marketing, uh, getting that fan base, 
And um, I'd actually read something. You mentioned your owner, Bobby Epstein, at some point. I, I'd read something that he was having kind of a PR battle with the owner of uh, the future owner of Austin FC, Anthony Precourt. Do you know anything about that? Is there anything you want to talk about uh, in that regards to what's going on? Yeah, I think it's more what went on, right? I think I think that, that this whole discussion is is, is over now because uh, 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 what a lot of people didn't understand is that the whole discussion was not about the soccer teams. Uh, it was not about uh, 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 Anthony Precourt bringing an MLS team and we having a USL team. It was always about the tax benefits that the city was giving to to this group, right? Uh, at the moment that this is is, is settled and and done and, and there's nothing more that we can do about it. Uh, I think now we have to just run our business and, and, and make it make it work uh, no matter what. You know, I, I, we do think it's an unfair uh, an unfair um, benefit where one one group has it and, and other groups, local businesses don't have it. You know, and so that, again, I think I think that's a, a discussion that's behind us. So we got to look forward and, and and make sure that we create an amazing experience for the, the people that come to our games. Uh, we do think we have an amazing experience, amazing stadium, an, an amazing venue, uh, that it is Secret of the Americas, and, 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 and more than that, very affordable, which we know MLS is going to be hard to, to make in, on any market, right? So I think there are, there are space for both, both teams to succeed, and, and, and we're very happy on, on, on the route that we're going at this moment. Absolutely. And no, I mean, it, it, the Circuit of Americas is an incredible place. A fun fact, I don't know if you guys even know this, I actually bartended at the very first event held at the Circuit of Americas. They had an F1 that. race nice. out there, so I got to bartend. You're a part of history. That's, that's very cool. I am. Uh, so anyway, so as you were saying, kind of looking towards the future, I also want to kind of look at the past a little bit. So tell us a little bit about the season. I mean, it was your inaugural season, and you had, I mean, amazing success. You made it all the way to the conference quarterfinals. Uh, you came all the way down to PK's uh, penalty kicks, for those of you who don't speak soccer. Um, so kind of tell us a little bit about the season. Kind of What were the highs and the lows like? Uh, I think I, I think I'm going to start from 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 the last game back, right? Uh, that that game, uh, I, I I tell people that I think I, I lost ten years of my life on that game. So, <laughs> <laughs> it was it, it was amazing. We had so many opportunities and and playing in Phoenix uh, with a sellout stadium against the the what what many could say the best team in the history of the league. Yeah. Uh, and are, we were able good. to put such a, 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 a hard fight on that. We had many opportunities to win the game and, and, and you know, all, all soccer lovers know that if you, know, if you don't score, you don't win it. And we had the chances to do so. Even on the last PK, on, on, the, on the first round of, of PKs, where Rishipo had the ball in his hand, and and we almost had that that the the win at that moment. So, I think I think if we go from the back and look and start on the, uh, from there, uh, we can say that it was a great year already, right? Just looking at that game itself, but we can go further on that. I know uh, the Real Monarchs won the league this year, and they didn't beat us. We won at home and we tied uh, uh, away. You know, I think another example of a good result on your one. We were fortunate enough to, to win the Copa Terras, the first ever Copa Terras, which is a, a, a tournament within the tournament between all the four Texas teams. And, and we were playing against a team that 
you know, although a, a, a different name, but a former champion of the NASL, you know, uh, a team that's been in the league or has been existing for many, many years, uh, and and also a team that has a very strong affiliation, or more than that, even ran by an MLS team. So when we come here on the on the first year of the franchise and are able to get some of those very nice results, uh, it, it's 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 very. Uh, you know, it uh, makes us very happy, and, 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 and I think we couldn't wish for more. Oh, no, for sure. So tell us a little bit about, because <laughs> there, are, there are quite a few USL champion soccer teams in, in Texas, you know, with the Copa Tejas. You know, tell us about even just competing for the market inside of Texas itself, because I know there's the El Paso Locomotive, there's uh, Austin FC, um, there's, a, there's a few different teams. So tell us what it's kind of like, you know, having that competition around you. Well, I, I, I think uh, on, on the level of, of, of that we play, you know, uh, I think the, the the our main core, you know, fan base is a local base, right? Of course, we're gonna have, you know, a fan here, a fan there, on other cities, other places, but ninety nine percent of the, of our fans are in our backyard. So I don't think we really compete between each other on on on, on a fan base. Um, but we do compete very strongly on on the field, you know, and 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 you know uh, we could feel that, you know, we had derbies on the first year of the franchise, which is pretty cool, you know, the El Paso games that we can consider very strong, very strong, and of course with San Antonio right down the run down I thirty five here, um, we had the chance to play them, you know, three times this year and. And, and had a great result on a home opener, uh, amazing result on the on the Open Cup where we had a, 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 a one of our best games uh, in the season we could say, and then you know they gave us a very hard time when we went playing in San Antonio and and I think a a a, a, a derby you know it's it's all about that you know and uh, we all know how much they wanted to beat us in that game when we played in San Antonio and and and, and it's pretty cool. But uh, I'm, I'm sure next year we're gonna we're gonna take the two wins, uh, different than this year. Hey, there you go. So again, uh, talking about your U.S. Open Cup, uh, you mentioned your win over San Antonio in the third round. You also beat uh, Tul- the Tulsa Roughnecks. You shut them out. Uh, you had a great showing in the second and third rounds, and in the fourth round, you gave away the three early goals. But then y'all started making a comeback against the Division One Houston Dynamo. To almost yeah. come back and beat a Division One team, uh, I feel is very impressive, and I, I would think you would feel the same way. But moving forward, what do you think would be uh, your goals, and what would you consider to be a successful season for next season in the U.S. Uh, in the U.S. Open Cup and in the U.S.L. Championship uh, playoffs? Yeah, so uh, l- let's separate a little bit, uh, maybe both of them, right? Uh, okay. uh, the, the Open Cup is something that we really wanted. You know, we really wanted. We, 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 we from day one, when we put this team together, you know, uh, we think we have a very strong uh, squad that is uh, prepared for playoff-style uh, mm-hmm. games, right? And, and I think we showed that. You know, we showed that uh, our, some of our best games or, or most of our best games were on, on that playoff format, was um, on 
on Open Cup, uh, like I said, against San Antonio, we did great. I think the Tulsa game, we, we didn't give them a chance to play that game. Uh, like you said, the second half that we played against Houston, um, maybe the best 45 minutes we did in the whole season. And and then, you know, the, the, the two playoff games when we played against the Galaxy, where we struggled the first two games in the regular season against the Galaxy. Uh, when it playoff game, our team showed up and played and played in a very nice style. And and then again, we just talked about it, the, 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 the Phoenix game where uh, I truly believe we we could have we could, well not truly believe we could have won it uh, uh, and 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 it would be a great great upset on on the league compared to what we we did on regular season everybody did right so going back to that concept the Open Cup is something that we wanted uh, um, we were very disappointed losing that game in Houston uh, we we really believed we could do that we believed we could have gone farther and even if you if you look at the games that came after that. Uh, uh, we believed on on, on on doing better, and we want to do better in the Open Cup this year. That's that's going to be a big one for us. Um, and on and on the USL Championship, I think it's 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 very hard for us to say what it is a a, a good result or not. Right? It is a very long tournament. I think if we keep uh, the high level of play, if we create that entertainment soccer that we we want to create. Upbeat, many chances of goals. Not concerned about the other team scoring on us, but no, very concerned about giving the fans a good experience at the stadium. I think if we're delivering that, uh, chances that we're going to win and do good is even even greater. And and but there's there's time to create that culture. There's time to create that style of play. You know, it's it's not something easy. Uh, but again, a successful year on USL next year, I think. Uh, as, as, as going a little bit further on 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 the playoffs, and when you do that, anybody can win, right? When you hit a quarterfinal or a semifinal of the conference, you know you're two, three games away from winning the championship. Anybody can do it. It's a matter of who's better on that moment, right? And I was gonna kind of to kind of touch on that, you know, who, who's better at the moment? Even then, as as I was looking at your schedule, I mean, in the first two months, you guys ended up with eight points. Um, in the last couple, I mean, you got 12. So you guys stayed very consistent throughout the season. I think you even ended up pretty close to the same, uh, what, I think you went 13, 12, and 9. <clears throat> so from the beginning of the season towards the end of the season, what do you think is the thing that you guys improved most on? Well, uh, I, again, I think we got to know each other, right, uh, overall during, this, during the season, right? We, we, Coach Marcelo was able to put a little bit more of his, his touches uh, uh, on, on the team. I think, uh, like you said, we, we, we were very consistent overall. There was something that we, we, we struggled all year long, and, and we're, we're trying to figure out how to get better, and, and we want to work that next year, which was playing away. We, we never had a consistent game on playing away. And if you see that record that you looked at, as you just said, uh, if you compare the home the home record with the away record, uh, you're going to say these are not the same team. It, it cannot be the same team, right? So I think that's something that we have to improve this year. Uh, on the other hand, like I said, we were very consistent at home uh, and, 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 and very strong on that. I think the other thing that we improved over the over the the, the year is that, um, and also because of the also because of the 
characteristics of the players that we had. You know, uh, we have a more experienced player that controlled the game a little bit more, which um, takes a little bit of the speed from the game, right? And, and I think at the end of the season, we were able to, you know, uh, balance that that concept a little bit more, you know, have that experience, control the game, and then at the same time, uh, uh, put some more speed. And, 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 you know, I think every game that passed by, we had a better and, and more entertainment soccer for our fans. Well, uh you're talking about the continuity of your players, and I wanted to ask about this. During the season on August, October 2nd, you lost one of your uh, very uh, uh, poor choice of words, but promising players in a, in Isaac Promise. Uh, he passed away of a heart attack, and I wanted to ask what was the effect on your club, what was the effect on you, and how did you and the other players and the other members of Austin Bolt FC move past that and and remember Isaac yeah so uh, I think that's a that's a tough a tough uh, subject to, t- to talk about right? and I think it always will be but but I think there was something uh, and I told you guys a little bit about I got some philosophies some very strong philosophies on, on my life and coach Marcelo also has and and we we were able to bring some of them to this to, to this franchise, right? And and one of them that we 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 talk a lot is about you know let's take care of the of the people before the player, right? Uh, uh, there are people behind those players, and if we're able to 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 have better people, we're gonna have better players, right? And and it's it's a consequence of that. And I think. Having that very strongly within us during this process of the loss of promise helped us very much uh, to deal with that, right? Uh, uh, the, the first thing that happened, uh, and, and unfortunately he passed away on the apartment complex where half of the team lives. So everybody was there uh, uh, while it was going on, while EMS was still there taking care of him and trying to save him. Half of the team was there, and then in the following couple of hours, I would say 95% of the team was there already, including coaching staff and front office. And and and, and at that moment, no, I I made a decision supported especially by my owner, saying, you know, doesn't matter what happened, take care of the people. And and the people at that moment was uh, uh, the family. And that was our, our main focus, you know, how can we take good care of, of his wife and kids? How can we make make sure that that um, this goes us? Uh, I, I can't even I don't have a word to explain this. Right. But but how can we how can we we do this the best way we can? Right. And, and that 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 concept went on to the players also, you know, at that same moment at that night, I already called the league and I and I told the league, I said, um, if I'm not mistaken, it was the game. It all happened on a Wednesday night. Uh, we were fighting on Friday to Salt Lake, and and at, at that night, at that moment, I told the league. I said, "League, I, I have no. We're not playing this weekend, and I, I don't care the consequences that are. We can. I gotta take care of of, 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 of the people on the team and, and 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 give them some 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 time to." to recover from this and I gotta say I have no words 
on saying how grateful I am to have the league the way they responded to us, and especially Real Monarchs, where they came strong and said, Roberto, don't worry, man, do whatever you need to do, and we'll figure this out. This is secondary, and, and it really is. It becomes everything becomes secondary when something like that happens. So when I look back today, I'm, I, I gotta say that um, I, I think we did the best that we could do. I don't think anybody can prepare itself. I don't think any team, any GM, any 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 you know player or any coaching staff can prepare for a moment like that. But I, I, I think we we did the best that we could, and 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 I think that helped also bring the team together. It, it's it's big emotions, right? They say when you do things with emotion, they stick to you and, and, and they make you stronger. So I think in that sense, uh, a, a promise is a big part of the end of the season on what we, how we did it. And, and he'll be a big part of this franchise forever. I think he's, uh, he's going to be remembered for, for a long time as, as, as a special guy that he was, he was a very special guy. I can tell it's, it's hard for you to talk about that. So I appreciate you sharing a little bit of that with us. Um, but if we can get it, so you talked a little bit about selling the dream earlier, selling the dream. You're in Austin. Can you, how would you sell it to people that are stuck on the stigma of soccer is not exciting? You're in a, like you said, you're in, you're in Austin selling a dream. How would you sell it to the, to the fans? You're trying to get fans out to the, to the stadium, to the, watch, watch this team, watch this exciting team that you believe in. So how are you going to get them away from that stigma? Say, hey, come watch our guys. They're worth it. How do you, how do you go about doing that, sir? I, I, I think there's just, 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 just one way, you know, creating an exciting, exciting environment. And, 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 and we got to be fair, it's not easy, right? Like you said earlier, uh, especially here in Austin, for example, we compete with a lot of things. We compete with live music. We compete with the lakes. We compete with the... Uh, UT sports overall, and we other you know baseball teams, basketball, all, all other stuff. So, but I, I do believe a lot uh, that you've got to create. You know, there there are two different things on the process. One is creating an amazing environment outside the pitch, right? Having a great stadium, and man, uh, I don't know if you guys been here to our stadium. If not, I I. I to come out for the for for the home opener next year, uh, we have an amazing stadium, it's, it's such a cool, cozy, very close to the field stadium. I know I'm I'm I'm, I'm sorry for the guys that, that that have your games on a baseball stadium. Uh, man, it's so much better what I have than you have, right? And and and, and I think that helps a lot. The other thing is 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 is, is outside the field, right? You gotta get good good food, good drinks, you know, some entertainment. Easy parking, you know, easy way in, easy way out, and 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 we're able to create that. So we have a good rate of people coming back for, for, for our games, and and I think I believe that that's that's a special thing. Uh, and we have to understand that. Also, we, we uh, let me let me let me be careful how I say this. Uh, a, a lot of people want, or a lot of the GMs or the presidents sometimes they try to convince people to hey come cheer for me and forget whatever you do in Mexico or in, in South America or EPL. You have a team local, cheer for this team. 
I'm a true believer that we are always going to be the local team for the people are here, and they're going to have their their they're, they're going to still follow their teams from other places that they like uh, uh, very much, right? I am one of that. I know I still a Fluminense fan from Brazil, but you know. Uh, uh, um, a big bold fan, and, and and it's good to see on our on our stadium a lot of jerseys from different countries, from different clubs, from everywhere. So um, I think it's a little bit of a different product than, than than they're used. And if we understand that we're selling a little bit of a different product, and they understand that they're purchasing a, a little bit of a different product, uh, I think it, it can be amazing for everybody. Oh no, for sure. And I, I kind of agree, you know, I, I'm, I'm actually a, a huge soccer fan. And so, you know, I kind of like to watch clubs from all over. And for the longest time, I didn't really have kind of a, a backyard club. And so I've been watching soccer kind of all over the world. You know, I really like Sao Paulo and Alexandro Peto played there. Um, you know, of course, Man U is, is, is my EPL team because, you know, I'm that guy. Um, <laughs> so I totally understand having, you know, the, the, the clubs everywhere that you enjoy. I even Bundesliga is one of my favorites. I'm kind of glad that uh, – that, uh, Mention's not exactly like the number one anymore. I think uh, Brucia, Brucia is number one. But anyway, not here nor here. Uh, but yeah, no, we're actually we're really excited, uh, to, especially for Bolt to, to play next season with the success that you've had this season. We're really excited to see how it goes next season. We'd love to take you up on your offer and come and see and uh, seeing you for that first game at the home opener. Maybe we can even do a live show out there with you guys. Um, but other than that, we'll we'll wrap this up. I know your time is precious. I'm sure you got to. A busy, a busy schedule ahead of you. Is there anything else that you want to shout out? Any, anybody you want to talk about? Anything you want to bring up real quick before we before we let you go? Uh, I, I was gonna say, and, and most likely most of the listeners are uh, football fans, right? We can't say soccer, like you just said before, right? But uh, uh, football fans. But that's it's it's what we just said now, right? Uh, support your local team. Uh, no matter what, right? Keep your heart wherever it is. You know, if it's Menu, if it's if it's Borussia, if it's Flamengo, if it's River Plate, but but go 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 support your local team. I think that's 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 a cool thing to do. It's 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 a cool environment. I was fortunate enough to go to all of our away games this year, and there's some very cool stadiums and some very cool environments that you would be very surprised. Uh, on going on, on to, a, to a USL game uh, when you think it, we are a second division team, right? So um, just 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 support us, support everybody, and 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 come and have fun. Absolutely, it's a beautiful game, football. It's a beautiful game. All right, everybody. Again, I want to big, big shout out to to Mr. Silva. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for coming on and talking some soccer with us. Thank you. Uh, you know, thank you to FC Bowl for allowing him to do that. If, they, if you even had to ask to do it, um, yeah, it was a great interview. And, and again, thank you so very much. Oh, thank you, guys. And once again, uh, whatever you guys need, count on us. Uh, we are here to support the development of, of football and and, and and soccer, whatever you want to call it. But <laughs> we love this game, and and we think it's the best game that there is. And and there's much that we can do still uh, in this country to make it even better. And it's going to be better and better every day. So um, whatever you guys need from us, we're here for for, for you. Absolutely, Mr. Silva. All right, stick around with us for just one second. Uh, we'll uh, we'll end this interview here. But uh, all right. So again, everybody, that was Mr. Silva. Um, again, the the GM for Austin Bold FC. If you guys haven't seen a game yet or looking for a backyard club to go support, please go support Bold FC up in Austin. There, uh, great team, lots of success, and it's only going to move forward. It's it's going to be it's going to be wonderful what they're going to do up in up in Austin. Thanks so much again for your time, Mr. Silva. We appreciate it. Thank you, sir.
Thank you, guys. All right. So, yeah, everyone, again, that was uh, Roberto Silva, uh, the GM of Austin Bold. I'm really, really glad we got to sit down and have a conversation with him. Hopefully we'll we'll get to meet him in the future, maybe go to that uh, – maybe we go to opening game. What do you think, boys? I'd love it, man. That would be fun. If we right. can figure it out, I'm down. Yeah, I'd be down for that. All right. Imagine if it was against San Antonio FC, too. That would be great. That would be dope. I don't know which scarf I should wear, my SASC or buy one for Boulder. We're both. I was looking at their attendance for their games. It's good. Those, like, the capacity is 5,000. Mm-hmm. Their highest capacity was against San Antonio FC, and it was 5,800. Yep. Oh, Yeah, Jesus. they fit an extra 800 people in there somehow, some way. Jesus. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I'm down. Yeah, we'll figure that out. If nothing else, we need to go to that game. You know what I'm saying? If nothing else, we should go to that game. Yeah. All right, so we are going to introduce a new segment called Going to the Polls. Going to the Polls. Going to the Polls. So as some of you may know, we... Uh, we, we well, I shouldn't say we. Alex over here runs some Facebook polls pretty much every day. Pretty often, yeah. Pretty often. Pretty often. I've been working on getting our social media outlets out there, so thank you for everybody who's joining us, who's going to listen to it, uh, who hasn't listened to an episode before but has joined us in the last couple of weeks. I'm really glad that you're here with us. Uh, so let's go to some of these polls, try to get some of these opinions from the uh, from the people here. So the first poll that I put, or not the first poll, the most recent poll that I put out was the, the status goes, the book of Eli continues. Eli Manning, that is. After all is said and done, is Eli Manning a Hall of Fame-worthy quarterback? And before I tell you guys the polls, what do y'all think? Yes. Yes. Fair enough. Two Super Bowl championships. He was an MVP. And he's, yeah, I mean, he's been consistent until the last few years. Yeah. Winning a Super Bowl is not easy. No, and he won two. No, and I would agree with that. I still say no, but that's because I'm a salty bitch. Um, but the people said yes. 82 people voted yes, he is Hall of Fame worthy. 52 people voted he is not Hall of Fame worthy. Percentages. Huh? Give it the percentages. Does it say it on there or no? No, it just says the number oh, of votes. Oh, never mind. Then. You had it in the notes. 80 to 49, right? No? 80 votes to 49 votes. Gotcha. My yeah, bad. that's not percentage. My bad. My not bad. the percentage per se. No, you're good. The next one that I put up is going to be... With Ron, excuse me, with Ron Rivera being fired midseason, does that put more pressure on Garrett and Jones? Rivera and Garrett had very similar records to their time. Rivera has a Super Bowl appearance, whereas Garrett does not. With this move by the Panthers, does Jerry need to reconsider his stance on firing his head coach midseason and pursue the likes of Urban Meyer or Lincoln Riley? Thoughts? I don't, I don't think it needs. I don't think it puts more pressure. On no, it. because just, they already know what's going to happen. They already know. I mean, the only reason he's not fired yet is because he's just letting them coach the rest of the season. <laughs> it's stupid, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I don't quite understand it. I think he should have got rid of him midseason already. It sets a precedent. It's one of those things that I will not tolerate at this point going forward anything less than the the expectation of what the Cowboys should be considering the talent level that they have. Of the 308 votes, 219 said, yes, it does add more pressure. 89 people said it does not add more pressure. Okay. Right? Those Cowboy fans are... The pressure's already there. You're That is Cowboys. Yeah, but now apparently they think it's more. So the next one was with the conversation between the Utah Utes potentially making it into the college football playoffs right before they were ousted from that hope by the Oregon Ducks. Paul Feinbaum said that nobody wants to see the Utah Utes in the college football playoffs. So I posed the question, would you like to see the Utah Utes with the third best overall defense, the 25th best overall offense of the country, play in the college football playoffs? Boys? That was a terrible take by him. If they did win, I would have liked to see them in the playoffs. Yeah. 
I would have also liked to see them in the playoffs. No, you can't say nobody in the country wants to see the Utah. You can't say that. I would agree. I wouldn't. I don't care about them. Fair enough. I, I'm more happy with Oklahoma than I am with uh, Utah. Same Big Twelve. But like, so, well, not even just because yeah. of Big Twelve, but because Oklahoma, I think, is a more exciting team. But that's my opinion. Right, and they may be, but I think that Utah would be an excellent candidate still because it's a different style of football. Maybe they're not more exciting, but they are gritty, and they're a tough team to play against. Yeah. Of the 165 voters, 104 said yes, they would like to see him in the playoffs. 61 said no thank you, ma'am. Moving on to the next poll, there's a couple more that I posted, but they did not get quite as many reactions, so I'm going to go ahead and leave those out. But the question that I posed for this one, which I particularly liked, the question is, is you need five yards for a touchdown. Who do you trust more to run the ball across that line? Lamar Jackson or any current running back? Any current running back. Or take running back, too. 101 people said Lamar Jackson... 86 set a running back. And I thought that was really interesting because I would assume with such short yardage that you would also go running back. But a lot of the comments actually kind of resonated with me. What they said was is people are expecting the running back. If you put Lamar Jackson in the gun, put a bunch of receivers out there, they have to respect the throw because he can also throw. Freeing up the possibility for him to get a five-yard run into the end zone. And I have to agree with that. I mean, that's that's true. If but you run an RPO, done. But if you got a, uh, uh, if Zeke Elliott out there, you have Saquon Barkley. You can have a run play option too. Christian McCaffrey with any offense that is a good Adrian throwing Peterson. offense. I know, but I'm saying, and if then you, hand it to the running back, and they can, yeah, throw it in. Right. I'll give you an example. Dallas, if if they can ever get their coaching situation under control, they have a lot of weapons on on wide receiver. If you're going spread offense with a running back at your back, at let's say uh, a shotgun with a running back to your right, you got to respect that he can pass the ball instead of just handing it off to Zeke. Yeah, I mean, I think in any situation with 90% of the teams, you have to respect both the running back and the quarterback and all the receivers. The people voted. They said they would pick Lamar Jackson okay. over any current running back. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, he's having a great season. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is. And those are the polls this week. <coughs> All right. They went to the polls, and that's what the people said. Anyway. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining in on those, by the way, listeners. Yeah, we really appreciate you guys. We'll keep sharing them uh, now that we know how to reach more folks to get more comments on them. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, last thoughts, boys? My favorite thing of the week is uh, Trey Flowers. He was a uh, Judson alumni. Let me pull up my notes real quick. Sorry. Well, I'll say mine because mine's quick. Favorite thing of the week, Alabama not in the playoff. Fair yeah. enough. Uh, Trey Flowers, he he's a Judson High School alumni who most, of, or if any, of you, if any of you don't know, that is in Converse, Texas here, just outside of San Antonio. Might as well be San Antonio. But he's a Judson alumni. Uh, he honored as part of the uh, NFL's My Cleats, My Cause initiative. Is that this weekend, next weekend? What is that, Kip? Do we know? I th- think it's next weekend. I'm not sure. Anyways, it's a it's an initiative that they do. It's really cool. It's uh, They le- basically let the players design their own cleats um, as far as honoring any kind of cause that they want. And Trey Flowers chose to uh, 
basically makes some cleats dedicated to a guy named Bryce Wisdom. Bryce Wisdom is a also a student at Judson, and he's a former football player there. He's uh, battling cancer right now, um, and he actually got to be a captain for the uh, for the team. They they played and lost this past weekend, right? I'm not wrong. I'm not sure off the top of my head, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, he was a he was a player on the Judson football team. He had to stop playing because of his cancer. Um, but yeah, so he Trey Flowers basically chose to honor Bryce. Whoa. Uh, yeah, he uh, chose to honor Bryce as uh, as on his cleats. So I thought that was really cool. So mine's pretty short as well. I think that the more the NFC East continues to struggle, um, I think the closer we are to potentially getting a restructured NFL playoff, and I think that's long over too. I think that the way that it's set up now, you can reward mediocrity or subpar performance, and that's not fair to these other teams. I hope that if this continues to happen, then we can... Restructure I don't see happening until they add more teams. You never know, Kev. I never know. See. Way to ruin but my favorite thing of the week, Kev. Bring a team to San Antonio. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Play the first couple of years in the yeah. Allen Bonham, and let's build a new stadium. It can it can be done. Anyways. Anyway. All right. Live up to your word. Carry your own weight. Look out for your friends. Well, first, thank you to Baseballism. Thank you to Overtime Heroics, Unforgettable's brother, and Hanging Oak Studio. Go leave us a positive review on iTunes. And thank you to Roberto Silva. Thank you to Roberto Silva. True, true. Thank you for your time, sir. You're a busy man. You did not have to do that for us today, but you did. Thank you. Um, go join our Patreon and go join us on social media. We're there. Just Alex is he's busting it over there. So yeah. Working on it. Working yeah, on it. You're working on it. I What's our email, boys? Hat. Double A Sports Show at gmail.com. I'm out of practice after missing a week. <laughs> <laughs> D O U B L E A S P O R T S S H O W at gmail dot com. All right. Be good to yourself. Be good to each other. Don't drink and drive, and do not text and drive. I already said yours, so yeah. That was pretty uh, <laughs> Live life like in a bet. Take your swings and misses, but keep swinging. You'll hit those home runs. All right. Peace. Lattice. See ya. Baseballism is a lifestyle apparel brand inspired by America's pastime, specializing in premium apparel and glove and leather accessories for men, women, and children. Visit Baseballism.com and use coupon code AASports for a 15% discount on your next order. Not ready to order today? Follow Baseballism on Instagram to stay connected. Baseballism is America's brand.